Hello, and welcome to Franchise Me. I am Andrew. And I'm Ryan. And this is the show where two friends go on a journey to find the ultimate movie franchise. Each week, we will talk about a, f a film or films in a series, breaking them down and seeing if they are truly worthy of being in a franchise. As we finish different series, we will compare and rank them among each other in order to find out which one is truly the best. This week, we want to answer the phone, but it's in the aquarium. Oh, it's on the desk. It's Ghostbusters. Answer the call. Andrew, my friend, hello. How are you doing today? I'm good, Ryan. How are you? I'm doing uh, I'm doing good, man. Yeah. I'm doing good. Uh, here we are. This is um this is an episode I've been looking forward to talking oh, about. Oh, um, I think many people have. Yes. I would I mean, argue there's an audience out there who have just been like, what about Answer the Call? What are they going to say? Because <laughs> I'm sure yeah. when we announced Ghostbusters, there was half, half the audience said, they're not going to do that one because that's not canon. And then the other half went, I really hope they do it. We're doing it. If this is canon. If we did Terminator 3, Salvation, and Genesis, we, we can, can do We can do answer, answer the, the call. call. We can do answer the call. <laughs> Obviously, we're doing the Ghostbusters franchise, and this is the third film, believe it or not, the third film in yes. the franchise. People might not want to recognize that. It's not Ghostbusters 3. It's the third film in the franchise. Ghostbusters, answer the call. Not only is it a reboot of the uh -huh. franchise, it is a reboot starring uh, women in, yes. the, in the four Ghostbusters roles. I mean, you know, I don't want to get bogged down into it already, but you can't really talk about this movie without talking about the reception this oh, movie got. yes. The impact that this movie made on the world yes. and that how this movie really highlighted, uh, one, I think the quiet Ghostbusters fandom that nobody mm -hmm. noticed was there before. Yep. Uh, and two, really the... Uh, toxic nature of fandom and ghostbusters fandom but i think fandom in general yes. and just i think the world and just people yes. you know all over the world and yes i think that this movie was definitely used as like a tool for some people to get out uh hate and to get out their thoughts there and... there's a lot with this movie where i think yes there's a conversation about the fandom that we are going to have to dissect here yes, because yes. I, I, I still remember the reception this movie got, even before it was made, before it came out. From the moment it was announced, yeah. this got shut down immediately, and there wasn't even a script written yet. Yeah. So it's just, it's one of those crazy things. You know, uh, there, there's also the talk, I've heard some people talk about maybe the intentions of this movie were misplaced. I don't necessarily think that. I don't think the, the intentions were misplaced. I, I think it was just a new idea. And, you know, it didn't bother me that it was four women in the Ghostbusters. Yeah. I didn't really care, but some people viewed it as this, like, political statement. I didn't really see it that way. I kind of viewed it as, like, it, it just seems like a different take yeah. because they didn't want to cast three old guys back in the role and or they just didn't want to cast like a whole new male team yeah so like why not make it a team of women yeah. it wasn't that big of a deal to me but for some people it is a big deal and i don't really understand that but it's certainly a conversation we're going to have to have because you're right this is the thing we have to talk about with yeah. this movie and this is the week as you said back during the first episode the classic the disappointing sequel the reboot and the legacy sequel yeah this is but reboot. Week. More specifically, the the unwanted reboot. The, the unwanted, unwanted reboot. And yes. I think that is. I think there. It literally is levels of this movie that you could break down with the controversy. And I think women or no women, I think just the idea of a reboot of a Ghostbusters film is controversial in its own right. Even and if they cast all males, mess, yeah, this would have been a problem. And I, I actually like. I think that the fandom mm -hmm. probably would have had more of a problem if it if it was for men. Oh, you know for I mean? sure. I think that the world would have eased up on it, but I think because I think I think a lot of the critics of this movie 
and, and the people that spewed the hate are people who weren't even necessarily the biggest Ghostbusters fan. Like, I think right. this movie invite, and we'll, we'll get into all that too. Oh, for sure. But I think the idea of just a Ghostbusters reboot right. really is not, is, is not necessarily a good idea. And I think that Hollywood picks and chooses weird projects to reboot and to, yes. and to touch. And I think that what they probably should do is they, they pick like successful movies or popular movies, and mm-hmm. they really should pick the movies that have good ideas. Yes. bad executions, right? right. Something like, uh, you know, like we mentioned it before, but like In Time, the Justin Timberlake sci-fi like yeah. movie. Like, that's a great idea. That's a great movie's idea. Movie's so-so, but like why couldn't somebody yeah. do something, take that idea and go with it And go with else. it in a different direction. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Like Great idea. Take, take something that was a good idea yeah. but didn't necessarily work. Don't, yeah. don't necessarily pick something that we still talk about, we still remember to this mm-hmm. day. Because even if this movie, and that's that's the problem with this movie, is that even if Ghostbusters Answer the Call or Ghostbusters 2016, whatever you want to call it, was incredible, like was incredible, yeah, it's still not the 1984 movie, right? It's not. And people were were not going to accept this movie. I, I I really stand by this. I don't think people were going to accept this movie unless Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, and Ernie Hudson were cast in the main roles, and it was Ghostbusters three. That's the only way people would have accepted this movie. And that's why they're in the movie. And that's why they're trying to get some goodwill there at least. But it, again, that's the problem too. And it, people didn't want that. They want they, they, well they people didn't want this movie. They wanted the original trio. They probably wanted Sigourney Weaver back. They wanted them to fight to uh, get Rick Moranis back. They wanted everybody and it's like that's not what this is and also the these guys are old now these are yeah. really old men well, now like there's they don't, a... I, do you want them running around new york city still at 70 years old shooting ghosts like it's just nobody wants to see that there's a reason why ghostbusters 3 and not afterlife yep. or but ghostbusters 3 was right. never made mm-hmm. right there's no there's a reason why those three or even four when harold ramus was alive right never made a third Ghostbusters movie with yep. them in the main role because, you know, there's so... It just... It did not work, right? It, it, right. it they could the, the four of them... And you could throw Ivan Reitman in there, so really the five sure. of them. And I really, I think Ernie Hudson... I think Ernie Hudson would have done anything. So kind of take him out <laughs> of the occasion. <laughs> sure. Even more so than Dan Aykroyd. I think Ernie Hudson would have done anything. Yes. Uh, and that's not an insult to him. I just right. think that he... You know how much we love Ernie Hudson. I think he just loves I, the role. I think he loves the role. Yeah, I think he I loves too. Winston. I think he, I think he wants to do more. But I think, you know, the three, you know, Ramis, Murray, mm-hmm. Aykroyd, and, and Ivan Reitman, I think the four of them had trouble coming up with an idea that worked, that they all agreed on. I think Bill mm-hmm. Murray was just frustrated and angry at the world after... Yeah. After Ghostbusters two wasn't wasn't as popular, you know what yeah. I mean? And I know I, there was some personal stuff there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, him and Howard Ramis alone, they that was fell the whole out. Thing. Like you were yeah. never you were never going to get that to work if there was that big fight. At they didn't even right. reconcile until he was on his deathbed. So right. clearly, that wasn't going to change anytime soon. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So like, it was a mess, and I think out of that mess. Sony came up with the idea of like, well, we can't like it's this franchise is dead because right. we can't make a third one and we're not going to get that cast back. So what do we do? We just reboot it. Like, reboot I, it. I, I think they had no choice, and I do I do think it would you know as much as this movie does feel like you know like in some ways not always but in mm-hmm. some ways it's copying the first movie it would have been even more so if this was four random guys i I have a whole thing with that where people keep saying oh it's it's this rehash of the first and i don't think it is and i don't think it is either i think there yes there are obvious references to the first movie through the film there's no doubt about that but to me i really equated this to like the force awakens where that movie is basically a new hope isn't it 
Like, isn't that the same thing? I, like, I think... But nobody criticizes it for that. I'm like, it's almost the same thing there. Like, yes, it does its own thing. There's no doubt about that. But there is a lot... The, the basic outline of that movie is A New Hope. I I think this movie is kind of the same deal in a way. Like, yes, the outline maybe is the original movie, but I think they do enough different that yeah. it stands out on its own. I mean, the ghost designs are different. The way the packs look are different. The humor is different. The there's suits. A lot, the suits are different. Like, there's, it's different enough. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. No, I, I, that's my feeling. I understand where you're going with that. I do think that uh, The Force Awakens is actually a better reference for Ghostbusters Afterlife because uh, I have mm. seen that movie now. Um, yes. I know that going into next week, but I wanted to watch it before, even before I watched this one because I wanted to get it with one and two fresh in my mind. Sure. And I think uh, Force Awakens is more of a better reference for Afterlife. But I, but I, I know what you're saying. Mm. Um, Somewhat. I, no, well, I, no I, agree, I agree with you, but I, I feel like that movie can be used for both. No, no, you're right. I mean, it's it, it, this does its own thing. It, it, it is this is not the same plot as as the first one. It mm-hmm. is a it is a different plot. Like yes, there's sim- there's similar elements, but it is right. a different. There's they don't have you know there's a reference at the end of the movie in the post credits, credits about yeah. Zool or whatever. Mm-hmm. But there's no Zool or Gozer in the main movie, you know what I mean? Right. It's not the same premise, you know what I mean? There's still somebody being possessed, but it's in a different manner, you know what yep. I mean? Like, it's done. They, they take elements, it's done. I do think, and we'll talk about that later more, I think that their biggest their biggest weakness in this movie is the loyalty to the first one. Right. I think that they were, and, and that is the problem that this movie had, is I think that this mm. movie... And I and I mean this like I don't think this could ever have succeeded. I really don't. I I hmm. think that there. I think this the world was against this movie. I think the the movie was almost against the movie. I think that if they didn't make references, if they didn't if they didn't stop the movie and what like what what they do because they really do they stop the movie several times there, to go. There, there are. Yes. Go ahead. Here's a reference. Here's an actor from the original movie. Here's a reference from the original movie. Mm-hmm. Here's the symbol, the car. Here's all this stuff. They really stopped the movie to do that, which sure. is which is fine. But I think that if they, it, I, I don't, I think that's their biggest weakness. But if they didn't do that, then I think you off another audience. I think you know the problem I mean? like, with that is I think there was a lot of studio involvement with this movie, and I think they told them you have to stop the movie and do these references. You have to do this to make it look this way. But also on top of that, I will say I do think that the point of this movie was to try to turn on turn a new generation into Ghostbusters fans. Yeah. I think they were trying to make this movie for a new generation of people. And I think that gets overlooked a lot when people talk about this movie. I think they everyone looks at this as, oh, it's just them trying to retread 1984 and all these old fans who are coming out against the movie. But I think if you really look at this, I think it's more of just a, we're trying to turn a new generation onto ghost busting. That's what we're trying to do. I, we want younger people to be involved to like Ghostbusters yeah. and we're trying to kick the door open for those people. I think that gets overlooked a lot and I do think this is a really great intro into the Ghostbusters world. Yeah. I do. And like, if, I, that... if I was, like, let's be honest, like, if I was uh, 15 years old right now and I saw this movie, I think it's the, a really cool movie. Yeah. I really, I'd be like, this is a really awesome movie. In the but same way that, that young... Just, trash it because they're just like oh it's not it's just 1984 no it's not it's different in the same way that young boys looked at peter venkman or or egon spangler yes. and they went that one that's a role model they wanted young girls to look at abby yates or whatever or patty and there's or nothing whatever wrong with no that. i think no I, I really i really don't i think that i like i really think that uh like look i mean i'm i'll just say it like i really i'm a supporter of this movie i really am and, and i think that this movie is unnecessarily hated but i, yeah. I just you I, make you make good points 
about the movie having obvious references. Yeah. That's that is a problem with this movie and I I agree with you, but I think those references really were studio involvement and I think Paul Feig was told to put those references in because I, think I they, don't think he would have done that if he wasn't told. I I actually I disagree with that. I do think that Paul Feig was a little afraid because they don't like mm-hmm. the movie is the the and I think this like, spoiler alert I think it's a good movie I really do I enjoyed the movie I think that the movie is a little awkward because they want to do their own thing but mm-hmm. they are afraid that they're going to alienate an audience if they don't so right. that those moments that are in that they made they very well well could be from the studio but I think do think it's them going well if we don't acknowledge Bill Murray or Dan Aykroyd or Harney sure. Hudson or even Harold Ramis or whoever mm-hmm. in this movie and we don't have these nods like the firehouse, the logo, the car, sure. uh, that we're going Slimer. to Slimer, we're going to alienate an audience and they're uh, even more than we've already had and right. we're not, and we're going to people off and, and we're going to be in trouble and I think that they did hang on to that, cling to that a little bit too much. But I th- but here's, here's here's the problem with that is if they didn't do that they'd get the complaints oh they act they're acting like the first movies never existed they didn't even make references to the well, first the, movie my, so that's, my, well could but, they could they have even done this movie without the original actors I, I don't th- think they could have I, I think, think I think people I think the the intention was to always put those original I actors think they should have. I think they should have. I, I really do. I think that it. I think it's. I think it's awkward to yeah. have them in there. And I think that the look. I think the biggest problem with the movie, and I've seen a lot of people say this online, is it, this should. I'm okay with them doing this. If this could have been tweaked by just having it in the same timeline mm-hmm. as the original movies, and I think that it would have worked better in the same way as as Afterlife. Now I agree with that. Now we wouldn't have gotten Afterlife, which is the more popular movie. You sure. Know what I mean? But I think that just making those actors, and, and that's the thing, you probably wouldn't get Bill Murray to sign on this movie to be Peter Bankman. You know what I mean? Right. But I, I think, think I don't think he wanted to be. No, no. I, I think he intentionally did this character for that reason. Exactly. He yeah. did not want to be Peter Bankman. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised they got him back for Afterlife, to right. be honest with you. And but I think he asked to die too. Would <laughs> <laughs> be a hundred percent. And Afterlife? No, no. In oh, this, oh, in, in this movie, I yeah, think yeah. he was like, "Kill this character and kill me." <laughs> <laughs> uh, he technically does not die in this movie. True, he does not die. Uh, they were, he was going to, but they 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 re-edited scenes so that he doesn't mm. die. And he, uh, there, there's a tie-in book to this movie that reveals that he did uh, live. Yeah, so, that's a shame. Um, but that's for a retrospective talk. Yes. Yeah, I, I think that you wouldn't be able to get them to come back as that. But I do think that if this was just these women scientists who found, um, and they don't need to be, they don't need to be related to anybody. They don't need to whatever. Sure. But they just they found the research. They they found the old equipment, or they or they dug it up, or they inherited it, mm-hmm. or. You know, uh, uh, even if with heroin is being passed, uh, you know, one of them was a, a mentored by Egon who sure. left them that stuff. You know what I mean? Right. And that's how they get it. And then you could do that. I think this movie wins it back an audience by at least acknowledging that the first two events, the first two movies sure. existed. Because I do think that it is a little awkward to just completely reboot it. Right. I completely understand why they did it. Like I said, you, 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 couldn't, you couldn't do it and get the cast that you did you're not right. getting bill murray back for that he's, he's not going to do it right but yeah it, it really was an uphill battle for this movie and this movie it's unfair to this movie it did not yeah. this movie did not deserve to have to fight the, the fight that it did i agree and and it there was and the, my point is like our opinions aside this i don't think that there really is a world 
unfortunately that we live in mm-hmm. that this movie could have won or been successful i just really don't like yeah. and especially especially in the year 2016 like yeah, that was a bad sure. year that was a bad year to release this right and i really think that it everything culminated into this and and, and and in a very strange way right this is an important film this is an, like, yeah i agree like, with you. i think this movie really highlights a lot of elements about mm-hmm. Culture and like I said, we can talk about all that stuff later. But sure. like, I'm gonna t- touch it on it now. But like, it's 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 unfair and it, it is disheartening to see that a uh, movie that these people very clearly put love into and and right. and and put work into yeah. and to uh to None just the, it. nobody felt like they were phoning it in. No, no, yeah. I th- I think everybody really you know stands Works. out and yeah. giving it out. And and there's, there's definitely like I said, there's definitely awkward. But even in the comedy, I think there's awkward spots in the comedy for but sure. Yeah. Not a big joke in the first movie landed, especially in 2022, like we right. talked about. You know right. what I mean? So, I think I, I just think that Ghostbusters itself is this franchise that people they just have the what's the they have the the rose colored glasses they have the rose tinted glasses yeah you know, and and they're looking at and 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 I think that in their eyes Ghostbusters is a perfect movie. Yeah, and I, you know, and I think it's that not. it's not. I know yeah. it's definitely not. It's a classic, and, but it's not. Yeah, and I think that any, just really any attempt that they could do in this movie, it just, it just wasn't gonna win. It wasn't gonna win that audience because, yeah. it, because it, no matter what this movie does, it's not. 1984. You're right. Sponsors. You're right. Well, so. this has been a hell of an intro. Let's jump into this. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Not not to go on a tangent, but there there's a there's a lot. This is a, a dense movie to talk about. Yeah, here. we got a lot to talk about. about. Let's do it. Uh, well, Ghostbusters 2016, or as we're referring to it as. Ghostbusters answer the call. Yes. So that's kind of that's I like kind that of title better. Yeah. Well, I like I, answer the call better. I think I, that I don't was think, the, I don't think Ghostbusters twenty sixteen works. It was the it was the tagline of the movie. Yeah. And I think when people refer to it, they just. <laughs> Throw it in there. I was gonna say this movie does a weird thing where the opening title says Ghostbusters, and then at the end of the movie, at the end of the credits, it says Ghostbusters answer the call. Did you notice that? No, I it does I a really it does a that. really weird thing with that. Like it opens with the just title Ghostbusters, and at the end of the movie, after the credits, right before the post credit scene plays, it comes up and says Ghostbusters answer the call. That and might like, have been added I'm like, on later. I'm like, but why didn't they just do that at the top too? Like, you know, whatever. I but it's, it is weird that it kind of had these two separate title things. It's very reminiscent. In one movie. It's very reminiscent of Edge of Tomorrow, which like goes mm. back and forth of Edge of Tomorrow and Live Die Repeat. Right. Which, that was the tagline. Right. But then people just kind of then they then like when they came out on Blu-ray they decided to change the title <laughs> of the movie and then they changed it back. Right. And whatever. So I don't know. But uh, yeah, Ghostbusters Answer the Call had a release date of July 15th, 2016. Yep. Yeah, they were going for that uh, summer movie. Summer money, baby. Summer money. Summer money, baby. We mentioned 2016, not the best time for this movie to come out. Not the best time, not the best year. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, But uh, directed by Paul Feig. Mr. Paul Feig, first time uh, director here we're talking about. Oh, for us for to us, talk on the show. Yeah, not, was... not first time director ever. <laughs> no, no. I mean, first time director here on the show. Oh, yeah, Which of is course. weird that it took this, uh, this long to get to him in a weird way. Well, does way, he have a he's... lot of sequels and stuff? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. But he's kind of, you know, he's, he's a very well-known director I yeah. feel like Paul Feig's very well known unique guy yeah um, it took me a long time to realize Paul Feig was the si- the science teacher from Sabrina the Teenage Witch he is the science teacher on Sabrina the Teenage <laughs> Witch that's true um, yeah he's had a pretty like extensive career obviously in comedy you know he's obviously he's an actor he's but in now heavyweights. yeah <laughs> he's in heavyweights obviously he's an actor but now seems to more transition into directing oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, comedy he which does is a really lot cool. of uh, female heavy comedies doesn't he I think he's um, very invested in that. Yeah, uh, bride uh, was it uh, bridesmaids, right? Yes, bridesmaids. Uh, did he do the heat? Was that him? 
I feel like he did the heat. Yeah, he must have done the heat because he he really he has a good working relationship with, with Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, and um, I feel like he did the heat. Let's let's uh, let's fact check that. Yes, he did. So so his here here's his here's his filmography. He did a movie called I Am David in two thousand three. Mm-hmm. He did Unaccompanied Minors in two thousand six. Mm. Uh, two thousand eleven is movie. Uh, Bridesmaids. Two thousand thirteen is The Heat. Two thousand fifteen Spy. Two thousand sixteen is Ghostbusters. So yeah, a lot of Melissa McCarthy uh, McCarthy movies. Then. Yeah, like he's really uh, has a working relationship with her, which is really cool. Obviously, it sounds like they haven't worked together in a long time since uh, since the Ghostbusters movie. It, yeah, it, 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 he is very uh, seems very dedicated to doing that, which is cool. It feels like he got a lot of blowback too. I th- this before this movie came out, like I think a lot, and I know he obviously is a very uh, staunch defender of this movie, he's as been, he should be. He's but, been the most vocal about this to this day. Yeah, he still, still defends. Talk, this he movie, still yeah. defends this movie. I know. I've seen him do a couple things where he, <laughs> like, the, I, I saw a skit. I don't know where, but he he made a reference to I. I was the one who made the Ghostbusters women or something like that, and it, it's a little bit weird to say it like that. Regardless, I think he had good intentions with what he wanted oh, to yeah, do absolutely. here. If not a little a little misplaced, but I think he had really good intentions of what he wanted to accomplish. And I think he overall does a really good job of accomplishing it because I think this movie's a lot of fun. And I yeah. think a lot of that is because of him. And I know he he works in a very uh, improv-heavy style with his movies. Yeah. And you can tell there is a lot of improving going on in this movies, which is fine. In this movie, which is fine, and like any other comedy movie, it doesn't all work. But yeah. I, I think him letting the actors have that freedom was really cool, and I think that's why people like working with him is because he gives them that freedom. Yeah. I think his biggest issue is he doesn't. I, I it can be hard when you do. I don't think he knows how to tone it back. That yeah, that and I think I think when you do improv, it can be hard. Like and look, we I'm honestly you know even on this podcast, like there's sometimes that like when you're in the room and something mm-hmm. happens, it's very funny. But when it, when it it plays on a movie or a podcast or whatever, mm-hmm. and you listen back to it, or somebody who's not in the environment listens back to it, it doesn't work as well. Right, right. But because you were there and you experienced it, you're like, isn't that funny? Isn't that really funny? And I think that that's a problem that he has with some of his movies. Sometimes is there are things that really work on set. Right, there's things that when they go, dude, I'm getting Shrek the Third vibes. Remember when we were talking about uh, that? Yeah, yeah, when yeah. All in the, the room, yeah. were in the room, and, and they, they were laughing, were, they were, yeah, they were exactly. slapping their knee, and you yeah. were like, you were like, what the heck? And yeah. that was kind of the vibe we got of the movie. That's exactly what this is. I, I think that that I think that you know, Shrek the third boo. <laughs> I think especially in the beginning of the movie with some of the stuff, and like I think even like you know with Melissa McCarthy with the wonton soup joke, uh-huh. and I and I like I don't I think that it's fine. I think the joke has a I think it has a good payoff at the uh-huh. end. Yes. But I, you know, we very clearly like keep going back to wonton soup joke with stuff with like they let they really let that dean of that college that Melissa McCarthy works at really go on for quite a while. Oh, for, Steve Higgins. Yeah, for such an unimportant yeah. character, they really let him. They really let him go. go. I mean, the whole middle finger thing yeah. is like this whole gag, and I'm like, I guess they, I guess, I mean, Steve Higgins is. Do you know who he is? I recognize him, but I don't really know he's him. He's very um, involved. I think he's a writer still on Saturday Night Live. He's still very, very involved with that show. He's been with it for a while, but he's also the sidekick, quote unquote, on uh, the Tonight Show uh, with Jimmy Fallon. That's that's he's why also he looks on familiar. there. So yeah. he's he's kind. Of, he also has this very extensive career in comedy and very involved with the production of SNL. Yeah, and I think when you have someone like that, I think Feig was just kind of like, we're just going to let him go. 
type deal because they're like, oh, it's Steve Higgins. He's legend. And I, I've noticed, I noticed that a little bit with some of the actors they get in this. They kind of just let them go a little bit. Yeah, and I, I and think, I'm like, ah, I think you just need to tone that back. I think particularly, I th- I think that he has trouble with that with Melissa McCarthy. Uh, and I think that because it, you mentioned it seems like they're probably friends. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, or yeah. Some, because they worked three times. They worked together, right? Mm-hmm. And he really gave her. Her big break with right. with bridesmaid. She'd been working obviously and stuff. Four times but, actually. Um, oh yeah, was it, oh yeah, spy. Yeah, spy. Yeah, 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 yeah. She, I was, it was uh, McCarthy and Statham. Yeah, yeah, but like in bridesmaids, he kind of really made her. A, again, she'd been acting and stuff. She was on mm-hmm. Mike and Molly. She was in Gilmore Girls stuff. Yeah, like that. oh yeah. But like very popular. She blew up after bridesmaids. <sighs> I mean, Academy was, Award nominated performance in it, bridesmaids. It, dude, it, I still remember. It was like an overnight success. For yeah, her. like that movie came out. And you couldn't go anywhere without hearing about Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, like she blew she up can, after that. She movie could came do out. for a while. She could do whatever she wanted in the movie. Literally, could pick whatever project she wanted. Was and could making do, product products. Could yeah, do whatever projects. she wanted. I think that has died down more now. Yeah, but there was a time period where it was really like she could do whatever she yeah. wanted. And I think that because of that, he really lets her go in this movie. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of her. Stuff doesn't really work. I think I think her stuff really falls flat a lot of the time. I I agree with that. I think of the four, yeah, I, I do think she's the weakest. Yeah, uh, of the four Ghostbusters. Well, I don't think Kristen Wiig's not supposed to be that funny in the movie. I think she's meant to be the like the she straight is. woman. Yeah, like she's meant to be the straight woman yeah. to their antics because um, she's kind of portrayed as the most level-headed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And, and I don't mean to get into the cast, but that, my thing is I think that it's his job to kind of reel back that a little bit. I think right. that he gets lost in that sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that's my biggest problem with this movie is I think that uh, I read somewhere that... I mean, look, this happens all the time in every movie, and we're hearing about this more and more and more. But, right. like, I think Paul Feig said that, like, the original cut was, like, four hours and 15 <laughs> minutes or something oh like that. Oh, my gosh. Like, like why, right. why are you filming four hours of a Ghostbusters movie? Right. Like... He did a whole thing. Uh, there's a whole deleted scene. It's and it's in the credits if on the side. Right. There was a whole dance sequence in the finale and like. Oh, that it, literally the credits start with that. Yeah, yeah, but like that was that was literally placed in Ugh. the middle of the movie, and I think it was. I think it was. I looked it up online. And it was very small, but I think there's a very extended. Yeah. Cut of that where like it's he very, really goes um, all out and it, like it's very Bollywood. Yeah, and I just think that like he gets lost in in that sometimes, and I mm-hmm. think that that's my thing is like yeah, I think that he gets caught up in oh that was really funny on the day, and I think that's really funny, so let's put that in the movie. But right. does it does it work? You know what I mean? And I think yeah. that there are certain things. So I think he does a good job, and and you're right. Like I think that you know the design of this movie, I think the ghosts look cool. I think yeah. I think it stands out visually from the oh, previous big two time. Ghostbusters big movies. Yeah. It, it it doesn't look like they're just copying less besides yeah, like the no. symbol. They made it they made it, he made a decision to visually make this more appealing yeah. to a modern day audience than just go back to what it looked like back in 1984 and 89. Yeah. He made a conscious decision and said we're going to change this visually and I think all the visual stuff really really works. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, but I yeah, I think I think his for a comedy director, I think that he, I think he maybe bit off a little bit more than he could chew with with that, or sure. I, I think that he maybe lost himself. I mm-hmm. guess is is because when you're working with that's the problem when you have such a, a stacked cast of of talented people because even people that just pop up for a scene or two, right? Like Zach Woods in the beginning of the movie is the <laughs> right, tour guide, right. like really funny people. Mm-hmm. 
you you get caught up into it and mm-hmm. and you and you you lose yourself and I think that's his biggest weakness here as a director. Right. So okay, yeah. Uh, but uh, written by uh, Katie Dippold and Paul Feig. Yeah, Paul Feig involved with the writing and Katie Dippold, which is uh, probably good <laughs> since you're writing all women. It's good that he had a yeah, uh, yeah. a woman writer in there with him. Uh, look, I think the story we we kind of touched on this in our intro, but the story is. A little bit, uh, I think it is a little bit callbacky. Like I think it does have uh, the intentions of referencing that first film quite a bit, and and literally, like you said, stopping the movie to do that. But the story outside of all of the references and the obvious, like let's really make sure people know we're talking about Ghostbusters here. I think the story alone, outside of that, uh, is, it is interesting, and I think it does work. Yeah. I think it, there is a really, really fun and good story in there. I think it, if it just wasn't surrounded by all of these references and all of these actors from the previous movies and all this stuff, I think this would really have stood out on its own with its own story. And maybe yeah. you're right. Maybe doing that shift, instead of doing this as like its own movie where the original Ghostbusters never existed and these are supposed to be the new, now the new Ghostbusters, I think you're right. Maybe if they did make that tweak and say... This is in the same timeline. The original Ghostbusters did exist, and Ghostbusting is a thing that would work. I think that would work. You know but what I wonder? If they I, were... I do. I do think they do a good job here, though. You know what I wonder? I think they were trying to do, and and I think that this movie would probably work uh, better today because of it, because we're more familiar with it as an audience. But I, they might have been going for a multiverse thing. It looks like. Um, well, that was my argument. Yeah, I think. It, I think this movie it, works yeah. as a multiverse. I think deal. that. I think that they were probably hoping that if they got a second or third movie, they might be able to get. Mm-hmm. Then, like Bill Murray or somebody to agree to come back, you know what I yeah. mean? And they could, because you know, again, spoilers for the retrospective. There are comics. There's at least one comic mm-hmm. where they do the two teams meet. You know yeah. what I mean? And I think that and that's I think the thing. That's, you know, that's what they wanted to do. I mean, yeah. that would have been really cool in the later movie if that if that's what they were going for. But I think all of that was based off of the success of this movie. Like, I think they needed to see that this movie was going to be successful if they were going to go in that direction. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, th- you, I you think You can't start does. the movie. You can't start this movie and have that. <laughs> yeah, like, no, no, no. But I think this does, this really does stand alone as, like, its own little, like, multiverse story in the Ghostbusters world. If yeah. people want to reference if it's part of the timeline or not, I don't really care. I consider this part of the timeline. I consider it a multiverse story. Because yeah. we're living in a time where the multiverse stuff is happening all the time anyway, so why not look at this movie and say, oh, it's just a multiverse story within Ghostbusters. This is just another timeline where this is happening. Why not? Right? We see it with Marvel all the time. Nobody's complaining. Well, some people are. Some people are. (laughs) But, like, I mean, like, it's, you know, it's kind of a commonplace thing now. So why not view it as that? I just think that it was a little ahead of its time if they're going to do a multiverse thing because multiverse wasn't established in the mainstream as of Right, right. You know? Um, and Katie Dippold actually is in the movie. She's the she's the real real estate agent who tries to sell them the uh, firehouse. Oh, nice! So, That's cool. I didn't know that. Um, nice. But yeah, uh, you know, I think they I think you know they do a good enough job. <laughs> what, did, what, did, what did she? Eighteen thousand a month? Is that what it was? It's like twenty one thousand. Twenty one thousand a month. She's like twenty one thousand a month. She's like yeah. She's like all you said was like just give us a whatever place. Yeah, it was very funny. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think they do a good enough job, and, and I think, you know, most of this movie is obviously improv anyway, so I yeah. think it's just kind of a basic story. I think mm-hmm. the story's fine, you know, and we'll talk about that more, I guess, when we get there, but yeah, they, they do a good they do, they do a good enough job, yeah, you great. know. Um, budget, $144 million budget. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. They got money for this, huh? Yeah, I, th- I think that's the 
problem with this yeah, movie. Yeah, wow, they really shelled out money for this. I didn't yeah. realize it was that much. I, th- I was going to say, like, I thought this was maybe around $100 million, maybe under, maybe, like, give or take, like, $20 million over under. Wow, $144 yeah. million. That's incredible. I don't think that Ghostbusters is a franchise that should have large... Agreed. And 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 I mean, uh, I was debating if I don't I don't want to sit on it. I'll just give you a little spoiler. Uh-huh. Uh, this movie, Ghostbusters: Answer the Call, made more money technically at the box office than Ghostbusters: Afterlife did. But mm. but the reason why this is a failure and that's a success is that this costs significantly more money, more money, almost double the amount of money that Afterlife did, and that's right. that's the problem is that because the budget was so high. Mm-hmm. That that this movie that's kind of what ate this movie up I think right. and I think that the budget should and I think what they accomplish in Afterlife on a the budget that they have is shows that you don't you don't need this giant budget for a Ghostbusters movie right but box office two hundred twenty nine point one million dollars made money made money people yeah. showed up it just it cost, I, it's not a it, lot in today's well world, that and, and it, it it looks like it made it it earned a, a, a decent box office. But it spent all that money. It didn't earn the money. You know what I mean? It, right. it, it made money, but they had already spent that money. You know what I mean? So right. it, ultimately, it is a box office failure. You know what I mean? It's it's too close to... It didn't really earn any money. But right. it's it's not a... For the movie that everybody was like, I'm not seeing that movie. I'm not seeing that movie. The fact they made $229.1 million when apparently half the... F- World said they weren't going to see the movie. It's pretty impressive. <laughs> Somebody want to go see the movie. Uh, Rotten Tomato score. You ready for this? Yes. Uh, critics certified fresh at seventy three percent. Yes, yes. I did know this was certified fresh, uh, which I'm glad about. I'm glad that critics were at least able to walk in and say, you know, it's a fun movie. Like it's a fun movie. It's not bad. I'm glad that that happened. Uh, yeah. And again, we've talked about Ron Smith. It doesn't matter. It's not 73 out of 100, but yeah. it's um, that's a good showing. I'm glad that it's fresh and not not rotten. Uh, audience, I am actually surprised by this. It's rotten at 49%. I'm surprised that it's not lower. Oh, okay. I, I was going to say... To hate this movie, yeah, yeah. I would have thought this was like a 17%. Right. I would have thought this would have been down... Yeah, you're right. Like a 17%. Like, because people apparently hate this movie i'm not surprised by the audience reaction it's on again it's unfortunate because i think a lot of that is the uh, is the toxic ghostbusters fans that mm. came out in droves and trashed this movie and probably review bombed it as much as they could because god forbid uh women take up these roles right but yeah. um you know that that's that we kind of talked about at the top of the show but that that is what it is and it is uh it's unfortunate and we're going to dissect that a little more later yeah but. well uh, let's talk about the cast so uh, we have a, a pretty uh, pretty de- decent sized cast here just because I wanted to mention a lot of people and sure. the cameos. Well, I'll throw them in there. Yeah, we'll, we got to we'll run about through it. them. Starring Kristen Wiig as Dr. Aaron Gilbert, Melissa McCarthy as Dr. Abby Yates, Kate McKinnon as Dr. Jillian Holtzman, Leslie Jones as Patty Tolan, Chris Hemsworth as Kevin Beckman, Neil Casey as Rowan North, Andy Garcia as Mayor Bradley, and featuring cameos by Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson, Sigourney Weaver, and Annie Potts. Yes. Should we start with cameos and move our way up? Yeah, I think it's a good idea. Yeah, I think it's a good idea too. Yeah, let's run through the cameos. You know, Andy Potts, Sigourney Weaver, Ernie Hudson, Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray, they're all in there, all from the first movie. Ernie Andy, Hudson. I said Ernie Hudson. Oh. I, I'm not going to afraid of Ernie Hudson. I, I know, I know. Forget him. No, no, no. We ain't disrespecting Ernie Hudson. <laughs> You're right. The, my, <laughs> my biggest thing with the cameos, and I think I mentioned this, and, and, and that's my biggest thing with the movie, is they really, like, they really build up to these cameos. Like, 
they really stop the movie to show like when somebody comes in like when but when Dan Aykroyd drives the cabbie up right or, or drives the cab up they show the cab pulling up and they kind of hide the driver and you don't know who it's going to be and then they stop the car and it's this big reveal that it's that it's Dan Aykroyd right but my biggest problem with that is yes obviously it's a nod to the first movie I understand that but in the context of this movie why does this cabbie have this big build up entrance it doesn't it doesn't make sense right. to, you know for story wise or for this movie and that that's my biggest thing is I just wish that like this movie was a, wasn't afraid to stand on its own a little bit more but you, right. it, but that's that's what I keep saying is that it was a lose lose situation because you either have the character you have the actors in mm-hmm. and in these different roles as a nod and they're happy and 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 um especially Dan Aykroyd is happy to be involved in the movie you know what i mean and you, this is your way of saying to the the ghostbusters fans hey we got them they're in the movie they're giving us their they're giving us their approval or you don't have them in the movie and then people are like well, where's the ghost? But you couldn't even have the original team. They couldn't even have sure. the original actors. You um, know, it's I, a lose-lose. It is. I kind of actually just want to break down each cameo uh, very quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the Sigourney Weaver one, I was fine with. I was like, oh, okay. I, I was a little bummed it was like a post-credits one yeah. or during credits. I was like, oh, okay. But it's it's funny. She comes out and... She's the mentor to Kate. That's her. That's character. her thing in Ghostbusters movie now. She just pops up in the. She post pops credits. up in the post credits. Yeah, we'll talk about that next week too. <laughs> um, but I, I enjoy. You know, I enjoyed it. It's fine. Annie Potts. I'm like, oh, I guess she's that, just that always. Makes sense. A, she's the receptionist. Yeah. Whatever makes sense. Um, and I like that she starts off a little bit sweeter. Like oh, she starts off a little bit sweeter and then goes, and like, "What do you want?" Well, yeah, right. Yeah, 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 like, like, oh, that creep. That yeah, creep. That creep. That creep. Also a great cameo. Really enjoyed that one. I'm gonna save Ernie for last because I want to talk about that. But let's go into... But Dan Aykroyd, again... I think he was just happy to be a part of it. Of yeah. course he was happy. I think the only stipulation he had for his character is that he not be afraid of ghosts. I think that was the whole thing. Like, because the entire thing was, I'm not afraid of ghosts. Well, and I'm he, like, I'm like says, I, literally, I literally think he made he a He says point. the class of the ghost, which is like a reference to his character. Yes. To 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 Ray, yeah, and then he and then he says, "Hey, oh, I ain't afraid of no ghost." He's got this big New York thick accent. Yeah, on, like, I think I think part of it was uh, if Ackward was going to do this, he had to not be afraid of ghosts because that's part of his persona. I think not as the character, but also the person. <laughs> <laughs> I think <laughs> I think that was kind of part of it, and that's fine. It was a fine cameo. I had no problem with it. I'm like, whatever. Bill Murray's cameo. Too much for too me. Much. Too yeah, much. Too much. A little too he's, much. He's legit a side character I, in this movie. He is legit kind of like a, a side character to to a degree. Um, doesn't have an extent. It's the most extensive It's cameo. two scenes. He's, he's I, the only one that's in more than one scene. I wish it was just the news thing and that's it. When he actually shows up and he sits down and he's like doing the whole thing to, to coax the ghost out of the track. Like, I'm like... Why are they doing this? Like, I don't understand what the point is. And the character is just, like, unlikable. Like, Murray's not... Just looks like he's phoning it in. Like, clearly... He's not particularly funny. He's not particularly funny. He doesn't... To me, he didn't really seem like he cared all that much. Like, he kind of just seemed like he showed up on set one day with that hat on and just kind well, of filmed the scene and Apparently, he's, he's friends with Kate McKinnon and I one of the other ones, I think... Kristen Wiig, maybe? Probably Wig. yeah. Uh, he's friends with one of the other ones as well, and yeah. that's why he did the movie as, like, a way to, like, you know... I guess so. my friends I, I, or whatever. I thought, I thought it was a little much, though. I was kind of like, this is a lot. But, I, you know, that that is what it is. I didn't particularly like his cameo. His was my least favorite. I was like, I don't know why this is going on. Ernie Hudson. This man gets shafted again. I know. 
This man got shafted. I couldn't believe that it wasn't until the very end of the movie and it, he's on screen for like, what, 15 seconds? Yeah. I'm like, are you kidding me? And I didn't. I'm like, Aykroyd got this whole, you know, like, again, it's not extensive, but he gets this whole thing about, you know, oh, I'm cameras not afraid of Cameras time. on him the entire time. Murray has this extensive cameo. Annie Potts gets a moment in the movie where the camera's on her. Sigourney Weaver has a fun thing in the post-credits. And then it gets to him, and it keeps cutting between him and Leslie Jones. Like, they don't want to have Ernie Hudson on screen too long. And I'm like, what's going on here? I'm like, I don't mind that he's unc- that he's the uncle. That's fine. I but didn't like, love that they just paired the two black people up. That's exactly like, what that, they did. They were just like, oh, we'll just... The in, the in is Leslie we, Jones. That's yeah. how we put Ernie Hudson in the movie. We have a black woman. The second so that she's... Black- I mean, I'm sure. Yeah, the second that she said, I got this from my uncle, you're probably like, that's Ernie Hudson. Right? I knew immediately. Yeah. I was like, they're going to do something with that. And as soon as that hearse pulls up at the end, I'm like, here comes Ernie Hudson. <laughs> and who pops out of that car? <laughs> Ernie f- Hudson and I'm like there he is and um look the scene's not good I felt kind of like they're shafting this guy he's again. funny oh it? he's funny the scene but like it's because the scene isn't really important to the movie where no, it felt like yeah. Aykroyd Potts Murray all had these kind of scenes that well, they somewhat got, they mattered. got like they, they got screen they each time. Got, besides Sigourney Weaver, they all got scenes. Well, Murray doesn't count because Murray has two scenes. And, yes. and he, like you say, he's the biggest, he's the most extended of all of them. But Aykroyd's a very important part. Like, they're building up to the final climax. He drives by. Annie Potts are about to confront the villain for the first time. She's there. You know right. what I mean? Sigourney Weaver's the celebratory post-credits after we finish the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, Ernie Hudson's just on her way out of the movie. Like, just whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, it is... It just felt like they didn't really know what to do, and they just said, "Oh, make him, make him the uncle." You make know, him the mean? uncle. So. And you're right; the scene is funny. I like, like, as the movie is going out, she's like, "I oh, don't know, just stack him." He's like, "He's like, we're not gonna just keep stacking him like flapjacks." Like, I thought that <laughs> whole thing was really funny, but like, it's just unfortunate that they couldn't find another role for him outside of let's just pair him with the black woman uh, and make him the uncle. It's kind of like... Arnie Hudson, the one who aged the best of everybody. The one who aged the best. That dude looks good. We're gonna be talking about that next week. Oh. I can't wait to talk about. I can't wait I know to talk you can't, about Ernie I know Hudson you can't next wait week. to talk about it. I told you, didn't I? He gets a moment. He gets a he gets a hell of a moment. I can't wait to talk about it. But like, yo, he is aged about even in this movie, he looks great. Yeah. You're right. Next Especially week. Especially next week. I know, he looks great. The man is that's Ghostbusters money, baby. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can't wait to talk about him. But like I, I was I, I just quickly want to say I was bothered with that in yes. this movie where yeah. I felt like he got shafted. That's I, what I want to focus on. It, is I, he gets shafted this movie. Let's just say I I don't think it's going to be a question for me as to who the standout performer in this franchise is, Mm. Uh, especially because somebody in this movie in this franchise keeps getting the shaft but still managing to take to to highlight it all. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm really looking forward to talking about him next week and and hopefully in the future as well. I think they're going to use him again. I do. I do. I'm 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 I think that I told, I, I told you Jason I, Reitman made a point to I told I you. I think they're going to make him like ultimately the most yes. important I do. character I, yes. on there and yes. he's going to get his like redemption. Next, next week. Next week. Next week, baby. Then, uh, next next week, week baby. Next I can't week, wait. Baby. Yeah, those are the cameos, you know, they're they're fine and and really I mean I guess kind of another cameo basically, but it gets a small role. Andy Garcia is mayor uh mayor Bradley, the mayor of New York. I didn't um, know he was in this movie and when they opened the door and he's the mayor, I was like 
Andy Garcia. I'm like, what's he doing here? My favorite um, bit of his is when he gets upset when she compares him to the to the Jaws mayor. Yeah. I hate the Jaws mayor. <laughs> I hate the Jaws mayor. Yeah, he gets really <laughs> upset about that. That's very funny. Um, and also, he gets paired up with uh, Cecily Strong, Cecily Strong yeah. another SNL uh, alum there. And obviously, she's good in this movie. She's too. very good in this movie. Obviously, she was a part of the cast with Leslie Jones and uh, Kate McKinnon. Uh, and I think even Kristen Wiig, like they all, like I thought that was really cool that yeah. she was in this. I was like, oh, Cecily Strong, I like her. Um, so it was cool that she was paired with Andy Garcia because he's just he's he's funny, he's fine, but again, it, it feels like a little bit of a waste of Andy Garcia. Yeah, he, he doesn't just do like, too much. He he he's yeah, he's there for like. Uh, I like the end scene when they're interviewing him. And they ask him about like oh did somebody well they use the excuse they ask him about Jer- this whole they ask him about this whole thing and he goes what like he gets really upset well don't they they make fun of the excuse from Ghostbusters too like they because yes. they claim that in Ghostbusters too that that how the Ghostbusters tricked everybody into like they drugged everybody in one or whatever <laughs> and they, they were like oh did you trying to make us think that we were drugged by the water and he's like are there hallucinogens <laughs> in the water and then he goes what and like he's just like yeah it's really good. Um, but yeah, he's fine. He's fine. Um, Neil Casey as Rowan North. Rowan North. He's the, the, villain? the villain of the movie. Okay, yeah. That's um, the problem. That's the problem. That he, <laughs> this is the problem. He's a, it's, the villain is nothing in this movie. Yeah. He's, he's not important It doesn't get movie. interesting really until Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. until the possession happens. Yeah. He's, kind of, he's fine in the role. Like, he's creepy. Yeah, he's, he's creepy. He's, yeah. He does that. But um, I think that... He doesn't do anything particularly memorable. No. I like that they went with a human... I mean, well, he starts off human and he gets, becomes ghost. But yes. I like that they went with like a human antagonist mm-hmm. instead of like a ghost god or whatever you know like yes, they did with yes agree vigo it's vigo and uh it's vigo <laughs> and uh vigo and uh and gozer and and uh what they do next week so i like that they uh, <laughs> uh i like that they uh you know what was like a like a more human antagonist. you want to talk about callbacks <laughs> oh we'll talk about that next week my friend but, yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, the villain's not memorable, and I was a little bummed by that, but yeah, he's fine. That's all I want to say about him. Um, Chris Hemsworth is Kevin Be- Beekman, Beckman, or whatever. Let's talk. This is a fantastic performance. <laughs> like, this is a great performance, right? This it, is a really good it performance. It does wear like, on this, you a little bit how, how, really? tru- how truly, truly dumb he is. It does wear That's on you a little bit. That's what made it funny to me. I but thought it was great. His performance is, his performance he's is always solid. good. He's always good. Like, this to me was like, I watched this and I'm like, I'm like, this dude is a bona fide oh, no. comedic actor. He, 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 like, he is delivering every line. Nobody should be allowed to look like that and be that funny. I know. But that's how I felt. I'm watching this and I'm like, I'm really mad that he's this funny. Because, again, yes, he, he's a very handsome, attractive man. And he has comedic chops for days. I'm like, this guy is amazingly yeah. talented. And I just, I really liked him in this movie. I was like, this is really a strong performance. Apparently he improvised the Mike Hat line about his dog. I'm okay with it. Yeah. I loved it. No, that's what I'm saying. I, yeah. I, I, I really like that. Like yeah. the, and the aquarium joke? Come on. Can when I that bring... phone's ringing and he just go and they go, they go, can you answer the phone? And he looks up and he goes, I can't. It's in the tank. And they're like, it's next to you. And he goes... Oh, that phone! I mean, it's just like I'm like this is amazingly no, no, great. No, it, it's a, it, it's a good performance. I'm just saying that when you have a character that dumb, it does wear down a little bit. Maybe for um, you, not for me. I don't know if I could do three movies with him being that dumb. Oh, I could. <laughs> I want a spinoff. But uh, I like that. Um, that oh, portal opens up. Just he, just him comes out. Just Kevin comes out. Um, I didn't love the. I thought that the Kristen Wiig jokes with her being like. 
obsessed with how hot he was. I thought that was a little like that wore on a little sure, bit. Sure, sure. I, I will agree with that. I think that wore on a little bit. I I was more I was more interested in all of his jokes, his comedic timing. Oh yeah, I thought yeah, it was yeah. really also the end of the movie with the sandwich. I loved it. When he's standing there and there and he's like, "We did it." Yeah, yeah, he goes, "We did it." And he goes, "Yeah, I closed the portal." And they're like, "What?" And he's like, "Where'd you get that sandwich?" "Oh, I went to the deli across the street." He's like, "Yeah, I went over here. I pushed some buttons and then the portal closed." "Yeah, I did it." And he's just like taking credit for it and you're like and they're like, "Oh, Kevin. Kevin, poor Kevin." They throw the sandwich away and then somebody somebody throws screwed. it back and he catches it and he's like he's like mm-hmm. and he just starts eating like it's great that sandwich bit is absolutely fantastic. And I was just so I was so sold on his character. I really enjoyed it. Even when he's possessed and he's in the building and he's floating and he goes, this feel like Peter Pan. Yeah. I'm just going to go with it. And he just flies <laughs> yeah. and it's, and they even do like a little like twinkling when he flies away. I don't know. I just really enjoyed him and I no, thought no, it was yeah. really funny and I, it really, really made a case for how great of a comedic actor he is. He really steals, steals the show. Yeah. I think I'm going to go through the ghostbusters. Okay. Um, I'm going to save the one I want to talk about the most for last. Not the not who I have listed as last. Okay. But let's talk about uh, Kate McKinnon is Dr. Jillian Holtzman. She's fun. She's yeah. a lot of fun. I think I think it's it, it it's I think l- Kate, whenever you cast Kate McKinnon, I feel like you're just getting Kate McKinnon. Yeah. Does that make sense? It, it was it, this and this this really kicked started a lot of that too, where she started to get a lot more roles and and really highlighting like that crazy side of her and stuff bro, like that. And bro, she licked the gun. It's fun. It's fun, yeah. It's fun. I, I, I'm only saying that, and this the letterbox community will appreciate that. All of the reviews have uh, yeah, I know. she licked, she the, licked gun. the gun. I know, I know. I, <laughs> I, like, I saw it too. Incredible. Um, <laughs> I bet that I, I'm assuming that's from something where they they they're making fun of the movie or yeah. referencing the movie. But no, yeah, she she's good. She she's high energy. Yes, she's crazy. You know, she's doing she's doing more than Melissa McCarthy shtick than Melissa McCarthy is. True believe it or not, yes. you know. And I, I, you know, it's funny because the thing with the Ghostbusters is that, like, and I do like that none of them necessarily feel like it repeats of the male Ghostbusters. Not in any way. Um, I think well, they all... there's one. There's one, and we'll talk about it, I okay. think. But they all feel like there's elements blended together. Like, she feels like Egon and, like... And like and like Ray kind of mixed together, you know what yes. I mean? She's like, a, it's a very fun character, and I I really enjoyed it. I think she has really good moments. Like I said, the when she, <laughs> yes, when she licks the gun, that scene is very good because she starts taking out all the oh, ghosts. Oh, she's but kicking it has, butt. Yeah, she's kicking butt. But it also has that awesome like orchestral music. I, I wanted to mention theme. that. That, that is amazing. That's the, a really the, the good Ghostbusters right? theme orchestral version, oh. orchestral version, whatever. Is incredible. I loved it. Yeah, I was like, "This is really awesome." Yeah. Like, I really dug that. Um, and they put it under that when she's doing the uh, yeah. when she's taking out. I'm like, "This is really which is good because there's me. other versions of the song in here that really don't work. That really don't work. <laughs> but that version worked. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was like, "This is the perfect moment to use it." But um, I think she's a lot of fun. But it, you know, there, there's always that thing with Kate McKinnon. Like I said, when you're getting Kate, Mc, when you cast Kate McKinnon, it feels like you're just kind of getting Kate McKinnon. Yeah, it's a character, but it almost feels like, and I don't mean this as like this isn't supposed to be like an insult or anything, but it does feel like a character I have seen her play. Yeah, on SNL. Yeah. You know, that's what it feels like to me. I feel like I'm just kind of watching her do what she does on SNL in a movie. A lot of her characters and that's are the fine, same, yeah. and that's fine, and it works for this movie. But like, I don't. <laughs> I don't know if that would work in the long term. Yeah. If they kept going it's, with it. It's a little bit of an exhausting character. Yes. But I liked her, nonetheless. Yeah. Um, she licked the gun. 
Melissa McCarthy's uh, Dr. Abby Yates. Okay, this is the one where I definitely agree with you, where I was like, I think this is the weakest Ghostbuster yeah. of, of the four. Like, I, I didn't necessarily enjoy her performance the most like every like i didn't think she was really uh landing the jokes uh as much as the rest of them i think you could almost feel her trying does that make sense like yeah i almost trying to like and i don't again i don't mean this in a, a, a degrading way but almost trying to like keep up with what was going on around her. i think that because they're... you have kate mckinnon and leslie jones in there who are like there it's almost like you know you feel like she's trying to keep up with those two because again as we said Kristen wig is kind of the straight woman to all of them. Yeah. So it kind of felt like she was trying to keep up with McKinnon and Jones and that just wasn't really I think connecting. that there was something in the casting section that might explain that, I think. Okay. Um, does that make sense what I'm saying? No, though? no, no. Yes, of course. I, uh, I, it, it does because I think that, yeah, I, I don't think that this was the right character for her. Yes. I think that, I think that, um, and, and I mean, look, I mean, you know, spoiler alerts, she was meant to have a different character in this movie. Oh, okay. So, so um, screw it. I'll just say it now. Um, <laughs> she was meant to be the Leslie Jones part. She was going to be the outsider. Oh. She was going to not be a scientist. And right. I think the idea of her as like the average everyday woman who finds herself in the Ghostbusters unit right. thing, I think works, fits her better. And I think yes. her being a scientist and doing jokes like the wonton joke and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't think it works because yeah. she's supposed to be so smart and so brilliant, but she's kind of dumb and she's kind of obnoxious and right. it doesn't really fit, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, I think that her being the, you know, the outside, obviously they would have switched elements of Patty's backstory, right? you know, but for her to be the outsider, the, the Ernie Hudson type of character who comes from the outside. Mm-hmm. And I think because it's Melissa McCarthy, that character probably gets more attention. Right. You know what I mean? Too, which which I think would would work, you know. Right. So I, I think I think that's better for her. I really do. I agree. So, I agree. Uh, but I, yeah, I, th- I think as a as a this scientist character and in the role that she's here, I, it's fine. It's it's absolutely fine. It's not it's not insulting. You know, it, it's not you know it's not this terrible performance. You know no, what I mean? not but, by any means. But especially but... in the beginning, when it takes her a little bit to really find her footing. I agree. And and to really, um, I think I think once that whole team is assembled. With Kevin as well, yeah. I think that that that's where she is in her element, and she yes. can go off a little bit a little bit better. Agreed. A lot of her funny moments or two are like her reacting to Kevin and stuff. Right. Like, I, I I did like that she was the only one kind of like immune to his charms. Well, I think in a way because you kind of get the vibe that the three other ones wig the most, but Jones and McKinnon too were also kind are also kind of a little bit like well, oh I, he's really, I think but it, she's like she's like. He's pretty. What? What? Like, I think it's, Wig it, was, was infatuated funny. by it. I think McKinnon was was entertained by it. Yes. And I think Jones just was like, he's dumb. Whatever. Yeah, like, he's dumb, and right. she was a, whatever. Didn't care. You know what I mean? But she was just, Melissa McCarthy was like, oh, I don't know how to take this. It was, guy, it was almost know? like indifference. Yeah. Right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. She's fine. Yeah, that's good um, for me. Uh, Kristen Wig is Doctor Aaron Gilbert. Kristen Wig. Um, interesting role. She is the straight woman in this in this movie, and she to still has else. moments of, and she still has moments of funny. It, it was really interesting that they went that route with her because Kristen Wig is very funny. But I think part of it is because we had seen Wig kind of branch out into more dramatic stuff at this point. Yeah, and I think Feig maybe had like more confidence in her taking that role and being like, "Why don't you be the straight woman to everybody here?" 
and not be the funniest person on screen because Wig obviously is very funny, but in a lot of her movie roles, I, I actually don't think she's meant to be like the funniest person on screen. I think she is, she does really work as yeah. like um, the person not making all the jokes as the straight woman, just kind of, you know, there in the moment and does have, and has some funny one-liners, but isn't like, isn't trying to, as I said before, like keep up with mckinnon and jones because she has her own thing going on that works yeah does that make yeah you know that's what i think she is and i think um she really delivers in this movie as far as that aspect goes yeah but i enjoyed her i thought she was great she's able to hit the comedy when she has to yeah. like i said i don't love the her fawning over the hemsworth character yeah that's you know a little I mean? much but, i agree with you there but uh i think you know she does what she has to do and and i think i think all four of them really deliver when it needs to and especially in like the action sequences yes and, and as a team as a unit but the one i wanted to save to talk about the most is my favorite character in this movie leslie jones as patty patty uh, tolan uh, really a standout for me in this yes. movie. Uh, I laughed consistently yes. at at uh, Leslie Jones, and this movie for me really picked up once she came on screen. Even early on, like when uh, she runs into like Rowan at the train station, and she mm-hmm. kind of like I forget what she says, but she makes like some thing about like him being a creep or whatever, and it just was, like, <laughs> it just made me chuckle yeah. and like her like you know it, her it, reaction to the ghost and just all that like it almost makes you angry that she's not in more movies. Yeah, yeah, because well, she's very, very talented. She is such like I don't understand. People don't like Leslie Jones. I don't get it, and I, I don't think, get it. I think she's hilarious, hysterical. Yeah, she's hilarious. Like, like my, I love. She's a great, great Twitter follow, right? Yes. Especially in the, and I, and I, I, I feel bad for her because she was for a long time doing a lot of like commentary like whatever she was watching especially during like the pandemic i know whatever well, she you, was have watching you, have you seen the seth meyer stuff where they watch game of thrones together uh no no I very funny so. videos yeah like she's like going like she's cursing and she's yeah. going big and her and seth meyers are just watching but game during of thrones. uh during like you know like the olympics that was the big yes. thing is that she was watching the olympics and commentating on them she got like a cease and desist or something like that from from I guess NBC about it or the Olympics committee or whatever right. and told her that because she was recording the videos right and I know that I think ever since then she's kind of stopped or at least pulled on that stuff That's which really upsets me because I knew more about the Olympics the Winter Olympics because Leslie Jones was watching right. figure skating and talking about it and following also, it. Also, why, like, why are they telling, giving her a cease and desist for talking about the Olympics? Because it was, they show, she showed the video. She was showing the oh, TV. Oh, gotcha. And she was showing okay. the actual footage. Sure. And they told her to stop it. It wasn't gotcha. just her sitting there talking about it. I was going to say, if it was just her talking, I'm like, no. that feels it's her, weird, it's, it's, okay. it's her screen, but like, what, like... One of the things that she did that I really love is like she did like when Zack Snyder's Justice League came out. She's like, I don't know anything about this. I'm gonna watch it. And like she's like, there's a scene like with Martian Man, Martian Manhunter, Martha, (laughs) Martha uh, Kent turns into Martian Manhunter. She's like, now who the (laughs) (laughs) like? She's like, yo, what the is going on? Like. I desperately want to watch a movie with Leslie Jones. I know. It makes you want to be in the I room know. with her while she's watching a movie. And yeah, you know, it, it, you're absolutely right. She is the standout performance of this movie. She's absolutely fantastic. She's so much fun. It makes you angry she's not in more movies. And you, you, you think about it, and even her five-year run on SNL... It's really strong. Like I don't know, I I don't know if you watched any of her stuff on there, but she had this recurring segment with um, another just fantastic performer and writer on that show, Kyle Mooney. Yeah, who we both really when liked. they were in love. She was in love with each other. Well, they were in love with each other, and 
they would always have whoever the guest host was like walking in on them in like precarious situations. Yeah. Like they would open the door to their dressing room and they would both be naked on top of each other and <laughs> Mooney would be like, come on, man, close the door. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, what are you f- doing? Yeah. It's, like this, it's just really like Because it's like they're such a, you know, it's he's such, such a, a scrawny. He's such a scrawny yeah. like little guy. And, you know, she's a very powerful, tall, tall yeah. woman. And you're just like, this is just comedic gold. Yeah, it, she's fantastic in this movie. I'm with you. I laughed almost at every one of her lines because she delivers yeah. every single... You could tell she wanted to be there and you could tell she wanted to be the funniest person on screen. Yeah. Like, it felt like she went in there and was like, I'm going to try to outpace everybody yeah. and stand out. And I really think she does. I think yeah. she stands out well, on like, her own. When she jumps into the crowd and nobody catches her, she's like, is it a race thing? <laughs> I don't know if that was a race thing or if it was a woman thing, but I'm... <laughs> Or when she, when the ghost is on her and she's like, nope, I'm going home. She's like, 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 nope, 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 nope. No, I'm going home. I'm going to, she's like, I'm going to go back to my subway. I'm going to sit down and I'm just going to go back to work. (laughs) It's so good. Um, yeah, she, she's fantastic, man. I completely agree with you. Everything you said, I'm, I'm, I'm in that boat. I'm with you. Leslie Jones. Yeah. Put her in more movies now. Oh, I would love her. Ghostbusters Afterlife 2. Let's see Leslie Jones. Bring her in. (laughs) Um, yeah, so, you know, let's do a little synopsis real quick. Uh, just something really small. Uh, four women band together to reveal the truth about ghosts to the world. (laughs) All right. Nicely done, man. One Uh, sentence. It's not really, but I mean, it's Ghostbusters, you know what I mean? By the time we get to the end of this, it's just going to be one word. (laughs) Ghostbusters. That's my synopsis. I don't... (laughs) Egon. Okay, let's talk. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, great, uh, great synopsis. Uh, story yeah. is that what we're talking about? Yes, yeah, let's talk about story. story. Yeah, it's like I said before. I think the story there is a really good story in here. Um, no, outside it's, think... of the references and all of that, I think there is kind of a, th- a thread in there that really works. It, and it's a story that I think could have been explored a little bit more. I don't. I, I like the idea of this guy who always who like he's kind of the evil versions of the ghostbusters and i think sure. paul feig has even said that like because he is somebody who like Kristen wig and 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 uh, melissa mccarthy's characters or it was uh harassed his entire life mm-hmm. for believing in ghosts and having this connection to the paranormal right we don't get any really backstory on that besides his little comments you know what right. i mean and I think that um, maybe they, maybe he could have been a colleague or a former colleague of them. You know what I mean? Like maybe he could have been aware of them more. You know what I mean? Like right. something like that to give a little bit more of a connection or a backstory, mm-hmm. make things a little bit more meaningful. Um, but you know, it's like, but instead of him, with him being harassed, instead of him being like, oh, I'm going to show the world, it's him like, oh, I'm going to just destroy the world. Right. I'm just going to, you know, whatever. And, and it's fine. You know, I, I, I don't think it's necessarily explained yes. properly, you know, but, but, but overall, like, you know, it's Ghostbusters. It's man. Ghostbusters. Yeah, it's Ghostbusters. It's Ghostbusters. So, but, uh, let's tie that into, uh, our opinion. I mean, my opinion in this movie is I, I enjoyed it, man. I, I really did. Like, yeah, I know that it's not cool. Or popular to like this movie. Um, I guess we're uh, those people. <laughs> Honestly, I, I that's how I feel. I really think that like I just I, I I sometimes when you watch a movie, you're just in a good mood. 
Yeah. And I was in a good mood watching this movie, and, and, it, and everything really hit for me. I yeah. really, I really enjoyed this. Like, dude, this is a. Gr- I really liked this movie. This is a great movie. I thought this was a really fun watch. Um, regardless of like, was I? Ha- I, I guess I was having a pretty good day, and I sat down and I, I turned this on, and I just was like really impressed with when I was. Wa- I was not even impressed. Maybe that's not the word. I was more really just taken with it because. You hear for years, this is such a bad movie. It's such a bad movie. God, it's so bad. And I watched it and I was like, this is really fun. I was like, I can't believe, yeah. like, my takeaway from it, and I texted you this, was I couldn't believe they didn't make another one of these because yeah. I wanted to see where this was going to go yeah, well, because I think, I think the cast chemistry was really there. I think that's the thing with this movie is that I think when they have remakes and stuff like this that they kind of bank on the first one being more of a retread. Right. And the second or the third... If, Going off on They usually own. don't get there, that's the problem, but right. the second or third one is more unique, more doing its own thing. You right. Know I mean, I mean, look at, you know, Star Wars. Yes. Or like, episode seven is, you mentioned, is very much a retread of... A New Hope. A New Hope. And, uh, I mean, I've seen people try to connect The Last Jedi into The Empire Strikes Back, but for the most part, it's a pretty yeah, different... Yeah, everyone says that movie is a, ma- a mash of Empire and Return of the Jedi. I, I see it a little bit, but, uh, you know, that's, I think for, people, that's for The Last Jedi. I think people don't want to admit that uh, that's a really well-done movie, and, um, in my opinion, the best Star Wars movie ever made. Here we go. Again, Star Wars, <laughs> Star Wars is coming up I'm just again. Gonna, I'm, just, I'm going to find a way to, th- to throw that opinion. <laughs> We're already talking about one of the most controversial movies of all time. Let's talk about no, no, no. Yeah. Um, no, but th- this movie is fantastic. I mean, yeah. Ghostbusters, answer the call. I would recommend people to watch this. And I think I think people need to go back and rewatch this and give it another try. Because I really, really enjoyed this. And especially when you view it as like a multiverse story mm-hmm. i think this really works i right. do i think it's fantastic so let me highlight my negatives sure first more and i mean really like my like i, I mean i already basically talked about it, but it is it's a retread of the first movie you're right yes. it, it, it's not click and paste you know copy and paste the same story it's not no no it's but not. it is very it is beat by beat very similar yes. it has a lot of the same elements obviously it makes sense it's a remake i'm not i'm not t- holding against it my biggest problem is you know the point of a remake is you're taking an idea and you're making it new right and you're mm-hmm. and you're doing something different with it and i think that because of the situation and we already explained all that and we don't need to get to that again the lose-lose situation of it all but i think that for a remake this does rely too much on knowing what ghostbusters is and having seen a previous ghostbusters movie okay the logo reveal (laughs) when that when that 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 uh artist yes is spray painting the ghost and then he's like no never mind i don't want this and he does the thing yeah and they, they don't show you what he's doing, and then they cut back, and there's the thing. Like, that's supposed to mean something to you because you're supposed to recognize it. But and you can kind of piece together if, what he was doing. No, no, you know what yeah, he's doing. Okay. But what I'm <laughs> saying is, but what I'm saying is, if, if I am a five year old kid right. who is watching this movie who has never heard of Ghostbusters, you're not going to know what that means. I don't know what that That doesn't right. mean anything to me. You right. know what I mean? Like, like, or if I'm a guy who. I, I was born in, you know, I, I was living my life, and, and in 1983, I, I fell into a time capsule, and I didn't wake up until, <laughs> uh, until 2016, and the first movie I watched was 2016 Ghostbusters, you yeah. know what I mean? I'm not going to know what that is, right? Sure. I, Ernie Hudson comes in, I'm not going to know why why he's, the, you know, who he is or what he's supposed to be doing there. I'm wondering why Bill Murray has such a weird small role in the movie, you know what I mean? Like, like things like that. Like, But, like, you're taking this from the perspective of a kid, though. 
Well, most not, people, you're you're also living in a world where mo- most people have seen ghosts. No, I know. What I'm just saying is, that I think that that's the thing is that they should do. They should have tried to be a little bit more different. Sure. And and I I think that. I like I said I completely understand why they went the reference route. I completely understand why they did that, but they are stop. They literally stopped the movie five, six, seven times to show the car, the logo, the tools, the cast. Like, yes. and I get that. I get that. But it does feel awkward. It does feel a little sloppy. And to me, that did bring it down a little bit because it's like, and, and it is awkward. It yeah. is sloppy. And I agree with you. It is a little awkward and it is a little sloppy. But again, I. I almost felt like they didn't have a choice. I feel like no, they no. were going to do that regardless. But, I, I but the point of it, I thought, was whenever they moved into... If they got that second movie, I don't think they would have done a retread of no, Ghostbusters No, no, no. I don't think that... I think they would have just done their own thing at that point. I don't but think, I think that the, the first cast movie, comes back. You're not getting accurate. No, no but no, I think no. the first movie almost is obligated to do that. Because they have to. And again, I'm going to compare but this to... I don't to, think they have to. That's the thing. Is is I... I, I, don't, I think they had to because for, by fan standards. So and between that, and that means, this is the first new Ghostbusters movie since 1989. What else were they going to do? Of course, they weren't just going to do that. I, they I, wanted to kick the door open for a new generation. I know, but I think that I think that the, yeah, they, but they could have done that by doing their own thing, by being a little bit more original. You know what sure, I mean? Sure, sure. So I, to a degree, I understand, but I, I I do think they were trying to yes, they were trying to appease the original Ghostbusters audience while also trying to do something but, new. And, th- and they shouldn't have done that. You're right. They shouldn't have worked so hard to bring in the old fandom. I agree with you. But it almost felt like they didn't really have a choice but because they were the, trying to do this thing for the old fans, but also maybe try to interest new fans. But I think the point of a remake and why you remake a movie mm-hmm. is that you don't... That is that you, you're washing away... Like, you're starting with a blank slate, right? Okay. You should not have to watch the original to watch a remake, right? You should be able mm-hmm. to go into the remake and understand everything. And you're right. Ghostbusters is a little bit of a different case because it is so ingrained in pop culture and right. everybody knows all that stuff. But I should be able to not have a have to have a knowledge of the previous movie to be mm-hmm. able to watch this. And I think that that is the biggest thing is that is that it, it just it just clings on to it a little bit. Too much for me. You sure. know what I mean? That, I, that's... I don't necessarily even think you need knowledge of the original movie. I think it's more... You, you I just, think you do. I think you need to know. I think it, I think it's more fan service. Well, yeah, but it, it's fan. But like I'm looking at this as a number one, as a number one movie. But so I'm looking mm-hmm. at I'm looking at this as a new first movie in the series, sure. right? But there's fan service to what? This mm-hmm. is number one. There's what are you fan servicing? This should be the first thing. Sure. You know but, what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. They're fan servicing because of the if there wasn't an original Ghostbusters, they wouldn't have done that. But it almost feels like they were obligated to it to a degree. I I don't know. I I just feel like but if I, you're gonna make this movie, you're gonna have to talk about these things. But I think that's and, my... and again, I I agree with you on the front that I think they do it too much. I completely agree with you on that front. There it, it is a little too much. It there are moments where I'm like another reference. But at the end of the day, I think they're also trying to recapture some of that magic. For this but, new generation, but for this my, younger generation. My argument is that I think that the reason why they were forced to do that, like you said, they had no choice, they had to do that, mm-hmm. is that is the that is this fandom, that is this fan, uh, like like they a they toxic had, fandom, yeah, yes. that they had to appease, they had mm-hmm. to try to appease these people. They, my argument is they shouldn't have had to do that, right? Okay, I understand why they did it. Mm-hmm. I understand why they did it. Sure. 
but they shouldn't have had to do that. They shouldn't have been in a put in a situation that they had to have all this and they had to stop the movie to go, see, we are a Ghostbusters movie. We are a Ghostbusters movie. You know what I mean? They sure. sh- they should not have had to have been put in that situation. That's that's my problem, and that's that's honestly. So you did, you wanted no references whatsoever. I don't to the think they. Movie. I don't think not not in this not in that manner. Even not if it, even if there was just one reference, would it have bothered you? No, no. But I think I but I think that they. It's literally the way that they move the camera, the way that they 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 pace the movie, right? The way that the way that the movie's written, shot, all this stuff. It literally stops the movie every single time a right. reference is made, and there's multiple references made. Mm-hmm. And I think that they, that's the problem is that you're going, you're going, this movie's doing its own thing. Sure. And then they have to slam on the brakes because there's Annie Potts and we have to recognize it's Annie Potts. And I love Annie Potts and I think sure. that's great and I think it's a great cameo. But you have to then slam on the brakes because there's this, here's, because here's Dan Aykroyd. You know right. what I mean? That, that's my biggest problem with this is that I, I think that they, because of all the references, because of the obligation they had to with the fans... It did bring the movie down for me, and I sure. and I, I it, it, really it is a lose lose situation because if they did not reference it, if, mm-hmm. they, if they made a completely wholly original movie with based off the idea of ghost busting, right? This would get even more trashed. Yes. I understand that, mm-hmm. you know. So it's lose lose, but but it, it's still for me it was too much, and 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 sure. and and yeah. and, it, and, it, and it dragged down what I thought was it was an entertaining time. Okay, so, cool. Uh, well, but, agree uh, to disagree. <laughs> but no, I mean, look, I, I that think that's... That was fun. We haven't had a disagreement like that in a no, while. No, no, and I, I think that's great that you think that. I just, yeah, I, I think that... And, and maybe my maybe my frustrations are more with the fans and, and the situation behind the movie. Because I, sure. I, I really... Like, I mean, I cannot... And maybe you're projecting that on the movie? No, well, I, I think the biggest... I think the biggest thing that I'm trying to just say, and I'm not trying to just say this anything no, over and over again, is that... A lot of the problems I have with this movie are just aren't the movie's fault. Like mm-hmm. th- this movie, you mentioned it from the second this was announced was right. handcuffed. Yeah, absolutely. it really was. Right. And and people had ideas and projections of what this movie could be, should be, needed to be, right? And uh, would be whatever. You know what I mean? Like like people were ready. Pitchfork pitchforks were out. Yeah, the second this movie <laughs> pitchforks was announced, and torches were pulled out. Oh my yeah, God immediately right so like right. i just think that you know they 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 had no choice but to do that but i'm sure. also frustrated that they had no choice to do that you know what i mean i agree so, with you there then uh but uh ratings you know what's what's your overall rating for this movie? i gave this three and a half stars i really yeah. like this yeah uh, i gave it three stars yeah yeah awesome i thought it was really i, I thought it was really entertaining mm-hmm. it, it's it's a good time you know is it is it as good as the is it as good as the first movie mm-hmm. no is it going to be a classic no no we, we're not going to forget this movie, though, because of this situation. Is it better than Ghostbusters 2? Yes. Yes. Yes, it, yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. And I and I do think that that's a good question. And like I said, I, we talked about this when people were like, oh, oh, Ghostbusters, I can't believe they're making we're the, ma- yeah, we the, talked this about ruin this. the franchise. Yep. Ghostbusters 2 already did We that, talked about this know? last like, week. Yeah, they kind of, how people sweep Ghostbusters 2 under the rug as if it didn't happen. And it's like, no, it did happen. And it stalled the franchise we yeah. talked about that last week it stalled the franchise so yeah. yeah i know i agree with you let's talk uniqueness let's sure. talk uniqueness what stands out to you in this movie uh, all female cast yes the references the references do stand out to me the visual style we didn't we talked a little bit about but just the visual i mean the ghost designs were really cool in and this really movie. like i liked the, it a lot um 
the kind of like 1920-ish vibes they yes. get when at the end of the movie when yeah. they, when the ghosts are entering or whatever. Yeah. I like when they're taking out uh, all the ghosts and one of them goes, oh, I killed a pilgrim. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Um, but like, yeah, all the ghost designs really stand out to me. I think visually it's really cool. I, I and, and yeah, the finale is cool it's, i like yeah. the finale it's and again, the most it, like it's the most exciting I it's think. the most exciting yeah. i mean when that ghost comes the, the giant ghost looks great i think it looks really good and i'm like this is a lot of fun and yes is that another retread of ghostbusters one and two yes like a giant creature but it's the most exciting one yet that's why i yeah. liked it because it is the most exciting one we have seen yet so yeah, that stands out to me too, and the performances. Yeah, Les- the performances. Leslie Jones in particular. Leslie Jones and I would say Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, uh, does this bring anything new? Uh, yes, it brings uh, a brand new team and story to the forefront, to a degree on the story, as we just talked about. Yeah, but it does bring kind of this new timeline to the front and saying yeah. like, hey. You know, the original Ghostbusters didn't exist here. These are the original Ghostbusters. Yeah. So I think that's all new. The idea of like this like multiverse thing, I guess. But I, I said besides like the gender twist, technically not really. But I guess it is kind of this like, it's a different universe. You know what yeah. I mean? And also that's the thing too. Um, and, I, and I think this movie did itself no favors that it did. This was advertised very strangely because they made it, they really made it seem like it was going to be a continuation of the franchise because it's like remember 30 years ago four heroes yeah. saved new york yeah and, and then it's like okay so then it's a it's ghostbusters 3 but with, with right. a new cast no so the guy i think that probably they really, the wrong promotion they shot effort. themselves in the yeah, foot they definitely really the did. wrong promotional effort they probably shouldn't have done that i didn't know they did that that they probably shouldn't have yeah they 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 build it up as like remember the ghostbusters remember they right. saved new york like they're they're referencing the original like, movie in the the original movie mm-hmm. in the trailer i'm like okay, that's, that's that's a problem that's gonna yeah. ruin your yeah that's gonna that's not <laughs> that's not gonna help that's what i'm trying to say um, that's not gonna help what is oh and um, one of the things that I want to mention too, um, as far that I, that I liked too, in my opinions, um, I, I think this is the the first one that really advanced technology as well. Oh. There's different ways to fight the ghosts. All the new weapons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How cool was that? Yeah, that was awesome. Like when they're, especially when they're playing with all the new weapons and yeah. they're showcasing them. I'm like, this is what I mean by the, but like to a degree by like they they tried to do something different. They created new weapons. Yeah, and not just. The I think proton. there's there's new weapons in the games, the various video games, right? But they don't think they ever really address it in the in the movie. Oh, so. God, so cool. Uh, but what is the best scene in the movie? Bro, she licked the gun. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think that's the best. Um, that is a very close runner-up, though, because that is a great, great shot and a great scene. For me, it is the finale. I love all the big ghost stuff. I really love everything when they're taking out the ghosts and they're opening the portal and everyone's getting, all the ghosts are getting sucked back in. I like when Aaron jumps into the portal to save Abby. I think yeah. all of that stuff really works. And it's just a very like well-done finale. I, I liked all that. I think that was probably the most exciting the movie gets. Because a lot yeah. of it up to that moment is very kind of just a straight-up comedy. Yeah. Um, with a little bit of ghost-busting here and there. But that finale just really, yeah. really worked for me. I was like, this is very enjoyable. Like the, la- the last half hour... I was all in. Uh, I really like the ghost in the subway, uh, but I think I'm going to go with the uh, the concert ghost sequence. It was oh, really good, yeah. yeah. That's good the most, it's generally an exciting that is moment, a, too. Yes, yeah. that's very exciting. Uh, connectivity. How does this uh, fit in with the rest of the franchise? <laughs> in a it, weird way, it doesn't. It doesn't. No, it, it doesn't. doesn't. In a because, weird way, it doesn't because it's its own thing. But it's more like a love letter to the first movie. Yes. 
you know, yeah, it's um, very much a love letter. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Is this a worthy continuation to the franchise? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes, I, I really do believe that. I yes. do think the movie's a little forgettable. I think that mm-hmm. I think that um, you know that the the thing that why Ghostbusters, if we're looking at like why 1984 Ghostbusters works, is because it's it's very memorable. It's very sure. quotable. It's very it's got great iconic imagery. It's got it's got really cool. It's just such a charismatic cast. It's very iconic, and and you you just don't forget. Ghost that Ghostbusters, you don't. Right. And I think that, you know, there's some cool stuff in here, the imagery and stuff like that, but I'm not going to necessarily remember it. Right. And, you know, in the next week or so, you know what I mean? I, I yeah. think that it is pretty forgettable, you know what I mean? So, yeah. And then, you know, it, it, it's uh, somewhat awkward at times, but I think it, it, I think it deserves its place in the Ghostbusters franchise. I completely agree with you there. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, before we do the future of the franchise, let's talk casting, some fun facts, and then we're going to talk about the, uh, reaction to this movie oh but, yes uh, we're gonna start with casting so All right. uh, uh emma stone was approached for a role oh. as one of the main four ghostbusters interesting uh she turned it down due to not wanting to commit to another franchise coming off the amazing spider-man films i could understand that yeah i would i would bet she was Kristen wiggs character i think that's probably the most accurate yeah i think she was probably Kristen wiggs character which is interesting that she didn't want to commit to another franchise, considering she only did two Spider-Man movies. No, but I think also she dies the, at the end of two. But I also think that those were such, like you know, we know yeah. that those weren't maybe yeah. the best. And the maybe best, yeah, shoot. yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Cecily Strong was considered for a leading role as well before getting the small role in the movie that she has. Hmm. So she was considered for like one of the four Ghostbusters. I think she would have been a great in maybe like Melissa McCarthy's role yeah like I do I, I mean that's kind of where I'm leaning I think she'd be really good in that role yeah Rick Moranis turned down a cameo in the film stating <laughs> in an interview in 2015 I, I hope it's terrific but it just makes no sense to me why would I do just one day of shooting on something I did 30 years ago yeah that may yeah I know Rick Moranis is uh not cagey about it but I I think he's he's not really I don't think he <laughs> is fully invested in like cameo culture. Yeah. Like, I don't think he loves the idea of cameos. I think he kind like, I of, think he's more like, uh, if I'm doing a movie, I want to be in the movie. I think he and kind of left the door, like the doors kind of left open sure. with the future. Like, like I could see, do you, you think know, it'll pop up in one of these other Ghostbusters maybe, coming up? Maybe, if, but I don't. Like, you're right. I don't think he would do a cameo. He he needs to be in the movie. I to think do he. It. I think he would be. He would be a smaller role. He'd do like a smaller role, but he wouldn't yeah. do just like a cameo. I, I, I don't think. think he's into cameos. That's no. what I think it is. Because he seems like an actor that's like, if I'm going to be in the movie, put me in the movie. Like yeah. I want to be well, there. He really, for... really, what's like? He really hasn't done too much. One of the most notable things he's done recently, I, I even know of. Besides, I know he's working on like the Shrunk or whatever. <laughs> if that's still, if coming. that even, if that's even happening. But I know what he voiced a dark helmet in an episode of The Goldbergs on ABC. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, and little that, things. Yeah, like little things like that. Like voice but, work seems to be what he because I know he had a voice in a Brother Bear too. Yeah, he, yeah. Like yeah. It, it seems like he kind of leans into voice work a little bit because that's easy. You know, it doesn't require him to physically be there. Yeah. Uh, on a, on in front of a camera. Camera, so I'm sure that's easy, but um, I, I think he is more an actor. And again, he obviously took uh, time off for good reason. But um, I think he is much more of an actor that is like, if I'm going to be in a Ghostbusters movie again, I need a role. You know, like yeah. I need to be in the movie. And, and you're right, he might pop up in uh, if they can convince him, he may pop up in uh, some of this later stuff after Afterlife. Well, I could um, see... Obviously I, reprising the role of Lewis, yeah. but like, I think that's what he would want to do. I could see, you know, and I don't want to get into the Afterlife stuff, but I could see... Um, 
I don't think that uh, Bill Murray is going to come back. No, I think he's and done. I, I think that uh, I don't even I don't think that they would necessarily bring uh, Dan Aykroyd back. Uh, he's going to be upset about that. Yeah, <laughs> I know he is. He's going to be the most. But, upset but about I think that. that I could see them like keep it. Well, it looks like based off the movie, Ernie that Baby, Ernie Hudson, Annie Potts are going to have bigger roles in yes. the future, and then I wonder if they'll they'll bring in uh, Lewis. But like, maybe. isn't it? But isn't that like? Doesn't that feel right though? Yeah, well, like the like smaller Ackley players had their time. and to... Murray have had so much screen time in this franchise. I think people are just tired of them, and they're like, yeah. "Can we get more? Yeah, Winston. Can we get more Annie Potts? Yeah. Can we get more of these people? Because I don't want to see Bill Murray go up there and look like he's phoning it in. Yeah, like that's not what I want to see. Uh, and I, I don't know if this is true, but I had read something um, going back to this movie um, that. Uh, Rick Moranis' cameo was was supposed to be um, they they gave it to um, uh, Brian uh, Brian Baumgartner, okay. Kevin from The Office, the guy played Kevin in The Office. Okay, yeah. Um, he's not in the movie. There's an extended cut um, DVD where he's in it, he's in it um, that also features that dance sequence more, the Chris Hemsworth ah, dance sequence. Great. Um, but it's like when when they go into the building like near the end where he's doing the Peter Pan stuff or whatever, right, right. and they're looking at everything. He's also like he's just there. Like they they pan through the Ghostbusters and then they pan over and there's just Brian Baumgartner standing there in like a robe, like looking like looking around. Oh, and it was gonna be like Rick, it was gonna be Rick Moranis, I guess. Yeah, so. I can see why he turned that down. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's not. No, that's I don't know if that's right. true. But I just heard that that's sure. the that's the role he would have had. But okay, I don't, I don't cool. know. I mentioned this earlier, but uh, just to go over it again. The role Patty was originally written for Melissa McCarthy, but uh, Paul Feig decided to go with Leslie Jones in the role because he had seen Melissa McCarthy in similar roles before and wanted to give Leslie Jones her chance to shine. Good for her. Good for him. Other fun facts. Uh, the film is dedicated to Harold Ramis. Yes. As well as uh, featuring a bust of him outside of Aaron's office mm-hmm. in her university. The film comes uh, after decades of a rumored third film in the franchise with uh, various versions and scripts being written and almost happening. With Bill Murray being the biggest holdout. We'll explore that more in the uh, uh, retrospective. Sure. Can't wait for that. Yeah. That's breaking me a little bit. At one point, Ivan Reitman suggested making a reboot of the film with all, an all-new cast and eventually decided to step down as director, who's going to direct it for a while, and act as a producer to help find a new director for the film. Probably best. Chris Hemsworth had an extended dance sequence during the finale that was eventually cut for time. Parts of this can be seen in the credits, and the whole scene is featured in the extended cut of the film. Right. You want to talk about the backlash? Uh, yeah, I want to jump into the backlash. This is where we're really going to dissect it. So, the announcement of the film, as well as its all-female-led cast, caused a very large backlash on the internet. Sure did. Some of this is facts, a lot of this is going to be our opinion and stuff, but uh, by May of 2016, the film's trailer was the most disliked trailer on YouTube of all time, and was the ninth highest YouTube video (sighs) overall, was the ninth... Highest disliked YouTube video overall, I think, with 280,000 likes and over 1 million dislikes. This angers me. <laughs> this really angers me because that's, uh, that's not a quality thing. That is a dislike of what this movie is yeah. thing. Well, they, well, there's references in this movie about that. Like yeah. when they read, they read YouTube comments mm-hmm. from the trailer, like the ghost-busting line or whatever they read like it's, <laughs> yeah. it's like i think an actual comment on the right, video right. so uh, at least they made fun of it i don't think this is i looked up like top 10 like most disliked uh, youtube videos now and it's not in the list anymore that's i don't good. think that's good so uh there's like another trailer that beat it out it's like the most disliked trailer or whatever oh that's good um, at least it's not on there anymore i don't think so i mean i'm sure it's down there when you look it's but, uh, yeah but it's uh, probably uh, in the yeah. top 20 now but um, it's there and also they don't highlight 
dislikes anymore on YouTube videos, you can't see them. You oh, can yeah, still yeah. dislike it, sure. but you, you but don't, don't show see them. Yeah. Right, right. The film received a lot of criticism for its female-led cast, but also for tarnishing the legacy of the original two films. Hmm. Uh, the cast and Paul Feig also received a hate on Twitter, with Leslie Jones receiving a large amount of hate with accusations of her character promoting negative black stereotypes. Jesus. That, that's a conversation that I don't think we can have. No, <laughs> no, no, you're right. That's not a right. conversation that we can necessarily have, and, and we shouldn't, and we're not going to. Uh, we're the last people who should be talking about negative black stereotypes. We can't do that. <laughs> Uh, but I, I, I will say the backlash in general for uh, the cast and Paul Feig and all of them is clearly coming from a place of you made the Ghostbusters women. Well, that right? so a lot of the comments were, were sexist and especially towards yep. Leslie Jones were very racist. Yes. So. Yes. So there was, it's a race thing and it's a women thing. Not great. Not great at all. Yeah, well, that, so this is what I, I – and I have a little bit more, but I want to – step away and sure. talk um i think the, this is the big thing with like i think that there obviously there were like there are levels to the hate of this movie right there are people mm-hmm. who are ghostbusters fans that were mad that the movie was getting a reboot in any way shape and form male yes. cast female cast whatever didn't right? care what it was no. gonna be they were just like no then there was people who were mad that they were making the ghostbusters women yes then there was people who were mad that there was a female empowerment movie Sure. You know, this was a very hostile time. We had a, a female running for president yes. later this year mm-hmm. for the first time. And not to get political, but that you have to look at the time. Yes. And that I think uh, there was, 2016 was a very misogynist year. It was a very a sexist year. There was a lot of uh, I think it was, comments about women I, I, and I think, roles. I think it was uh, the start of all of the divisiveness we are seeing today. Yeah, absolutely. It kick-started what we are in today. And I think that... Um, you know, this movie, I mean, this movie is, I don't want to get political, but this movie is political. I mean, I mean, um, one of the things that uh, was pointed out to me is that, I mean, uh, Donald Trump himself mentioned this movie on his campaign trail yeah. at his rallies to yeah. get people riled up or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, it was literally used as a political tactic, yeah. you know, to get people pissed off and angry at, at, at the world and at and at whatever whatever they were trying to use it for. I don't yeah. really know, to be honest. You know, and, and I think that uh, there are, you know, there are People, when you have a when you have a movie in general that has it that has a female uh, hero, especially like in a action movie or a, like a genre type movie, I think you you notice there are problems and there are comments and there's 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 backlash for that. I mean, Captain Marvel, Ocean's Eight, like these right. things got hate. You know, even Wonder Woman to an extent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Got got hate. You know, for for a comic being... book character that has been around for, for decades. Yeah. And they were like, hey, we're going to make a Wonder Woman well, I mean, movie. And people, why are you making Wonder Woman a woman? Yeah. I mean, Captain Marvel. What the Captain f- are you talking about? Captain Marvel made a billion dollars and people were still trying to say it was a failure of a movie. Mm, no. No. It made a billion. It f- made a billion dollars. A billion dollars is not something that you look at and go, that's a failure. That's a failure. No, it's not. You might not like the movie. You might not think the movie's good. But it's not a failure. It's not a failure. It's far from. You know, I, I just It's think, in the billion dollar club. Yeah, yeah, I just... I think that people were looking for something to channel their hate towards. Yes. And this movie got that. Well, I think a lot of people, funny enough, just as we're talking about entertainment in general, I think a lot of people were channeling a lot of their hate towards entertainment and towards these movies or even uh, TV shows that feature strong women, strong uh, women in positions of power... 
And I think a lot of people were channeling their hate towards that because we were in such and still are this very divisive time. Uh, I think people found these these outlets to go, oh, look, women are taking, why are they always focusing on women now? Why are they always yeah. focusing on women now? And it became this thing of like, for lack of a better word, it came. It became this thing of like, oh, look at that, liberal snowflakes taking over, right? And that's not at all what it was. All of us, like you and I, look at it and go, finally, some more representation, not just uh, as we were coming out of uh, the Infinity, because that's kind of towards the end of the Infinity Saga, but as we're coming out of that, it was like, finally, it's, it's not just all white men heroes anymore. Yeah. And yeah, I know Black Panther was introduced during that, but like it wasn't just all white heroes anymore. We now have a woman. We have a black hero. We have a and now going into the Shang Chi, the Eternals are all with very all these, diverse. With all these and... new, yeah, with this new fate, with this new saga we're in, we're getting even more diverse heroes, which is yeah. amazing to see. But it was really upsetting at that time just to see people channeling that hate that they were having. Uh, I guess from their own political aspirations. Or, I guess, grew up a certain way and believed that that's the way things should be. Um, and it bothers people. But, look, it, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, you, you have to accept it. This is the world we live in. We well, wa- I want to see that. I want yeah. to see everybody represented on screen. Well, I, you and I both want to see that. Yeah. Like, we can't sit here and, and act like it's just... Oh, we only Dude, we I'm, only want white heroes. I'm, no, t- I'm no. tired of seeing like 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 white characters. Like like some of my favorite movies this year have been diverse. It's movies, actually, it's actually mean, been like, upsetting me more with Marvel. Some of the Marvel fans recently who are already with Secret Wars yelling about Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. coming back, and I'm like, why do they need to? Yeah, we're we're somewhere else now. We don't need them to come back. In my opinion, I well, don't think you need. I think you need to build this up this, on so the backs of what you have. This, you don't need to bring them this back. movie. And that's the thing with this this movie and this this criticism that, that was received is that there's also this idea that like we talked about this before of like the ownership like like that's my Ghostbusters is my movie. It's that's my favorite my movie. movie. Right? How dare you do that to my movie? You know how dare you you mess up my childhood? You're ruining my we you're ruining my childhood. Something that we hear a lot. You know, you're, right? You, the movie's still there. You you don't ever have to watch this movie, right? You know, what I mean, you, the Ghostbusters 1984 is there. They were not making another Ghostbusters movie, and in fact, I don't think they would have made Ghostbusters Afterlife if it wasn't for this movie. And mm-hmm. I don't think honestly, and we'll, we can talk about this a little bit. I don't think they could have made Ghostbusters Afterlife. Without this movie. Right. Jason Reitman has come out and said and thanked Paul Feig for basically, like, he, I think he described, how he described it is like in like an action movie or a cop movie, the first guy who opens the door and gets shot and then the people behind him can, you know, right. can, now that the bullet, he took the bullet, they can, they can get the, you know, they can go in and do the job or whatever. Right. Like, people would have saw Ghostbusters Afterlife in 2016 and be like, children? Girls? Ghostbusters, you can't do that. But right. the fact that we had an all-female team mm-hmm. in 2016 broke down the barriers of what who can be a Ghostbuster. Right. What is a Ghostbuster? Children can be Ghostbusters. Girls can be Ghostbusters. Right. Boys can be Ghostbusters. Old men can be Ghostbusters. Right. You know, it doesn't matter. You know, you got the tools, you got the equipment, you got the spirit, you can be a Ghostbuster. You know what right. I mean? But I think, yeah, this this idea of ownership of a fandom, I think, is, is not... I, I think it can be a wonderful thing. But I think it can also be a very negative thing. Yes. Um, the the um, social... Of, unfortunately, the negative often... Often outweighs the positive. Yes. Yeah, outweighs the positive. Um, social media hasn't helped this as oh, well either. God. Because 
Uh, and, and, and look, I, I want to address this, and we talked about this off mic, that we are aware that we are a show, that on this show we have shit on movies. <laughs> We've trashed, you know, Secrets of Dumbledore, Terminator Salvation, Pitch Perfect 2 and 3, you know, We've we've uh, you know told we have told we have told McGee, <laughs> J.K. J.K. Rowling, Rowling and, and David Yates to go f- themselves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and look, we say a lot of that. Well, honestly, it's just in jest. You know what I mean? It's a lot of it's to whatever. It's in jest. Yeah, it's like we. I, but I it's also out of just anger that we're not getting a better product. No, but but look, <laughs> but like, do I hate McGee as a person? Mm-mm. No. Do 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 I hate David Yates as a person? No. J.K. Rowling's a little different. Yeah. J.K. Rowling's a little different case because we know her. We know Personal some of our other stuff, yeah. yeah. But 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 I don't I don't even hate her as a person. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't I hate her views. Mm-hmm. I don't like her views. But like I think that you know we're never gonna sit here and say yo this person you're a piece of sh. Whatever you know no. what I mean? But I think social media has opened up this these floodgates of you know uh, you can say uh, whatever uh, you uh, want oh, to Leslie, anybody. You Leslie want. Jones is in this movie and and she's a Ghostbuster. And I don't like Leslie Jones and she's ruining my Ghostbuster. So I'm we gonna... literally live in a time where these people are on social media. Leslie Jones would be on social media, yeah, and you can literally get on there and they will say they whatever can see it, and, yeah. and you can say whatever you want to this person and pretty much get away with it because. Why not? Because you can you can say whatever you want, get away with it, and there's really nothing that person can do because you don't know where in the world this person is. They're just saying the most hateful shit they can to you and get away with it. And it's, I mean, that's the time we're living in. Like, people are closer to speaking, I guess, closer to artists and celebrities than ever before in that we can just tweet at them and say whatever you want. Yeah. We're not. We don't do that personally. We're not those people. We come on here and tell people to go f- themselves. That's what we do. <laughs> we hide behind a microphone. But what I will say is that you're right. A lot of the time when we do say those things, it isn't uh, a personal attack. It's, it's more about the product we're getting. It's more that when I watch Terminator Salvation, I get angry because I'm like, "How did this happen?" Right? And you have and and but it's because the blame has to go somewhere. Yeah, you can't. No. We can't. We can't walk away from Terminator Salvation and go. Oh, everybody's blameless. Well, no, there, there is, there is a problem. That's here. the thing is that and we and we knew enough about McGee that we could say there that. is a difference between saying, "Hey, you know," and I'm just going to use an example. I don't agree with this, but hey, Christian Bale and Terminator Salvation, that was a bad performance, right? I mean, I think, and I, I don't agree with that, but you could say that that was a bad performance, right? There's a difference between. Calling something out and, and giving your opinion on something. You know what I mean? I thought that this movie was bad. I did not like this movie. I hate, And even doing it more aggressively, like that movie was a piece of sh**. <laughs> that movie sucked. You right. know what I mean? Like like this person sucked in that role. Like I think that that's, uh, that's okay. You know what right. I mean? But but to, to, to go after somebody based off their appearance, based off their gender, to publicly attack them, harass them, we're seeing that more and more. And this really was the one that I... And I'm sure that there are other cases, but I feel like this really kickstarted it i mean right. but, but i mean like you know even but even like the year before you mentioned star wars and we always mention star wars in this podcast for some reason i don't know why we're gonna uh, talk about it eventually but, but uh daisy ridley's ray you know how many people were wow. upset that the lead of a star wars movie was a woman you know i, we I mean saw, she left social media for four years we saw yeah. a reaction to a, a the force awakens trailer because john boyega took off a stormtrooper helmet and he was a black man and people were like what what? What? You have a black studio. You can't have a black stormtrooper. 
And people were upset that there was a black stormtrooper. Like, yeah. like it, 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 but then you can get on there and you can go to John Boyega's Twitter and you can attack him for it. So yeah. I think 2015, 2016, we're starting to see these people who were really. I mean, look, it's it's all look, it's but always even, it's always even, it's always been around. It's always existed. It's always existed. But it's but so but much easier that I can you know back in the day people didn't like that Michael Keaton was cast as Batman. They wrote letters to the studio. Oh yeah, a lot of people hated that he yeah. was cast. But do you yeah. think? Do you think how many of those letters do you think Michael Keaton personally read? Probably none of them. Probably none of them. I, right? guar- I guarantee uh, the studio just kept them away from it, Leslie, or didn't even tell him. They Leslie existed. Jones had to read every single one of those tweets. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and, and to go after her and calling her racist names. You know, we saw it. We saw it with the Last Jedi. Yeah, we saw it with uh, with with Obi Wan. Well, I was going to say with Obi-Wan in particular, I just a story from that that I think is just really insane to even say this. But, like, I know uh, when Moses Ingram was cast as a third sister, Disney literally had to sit her down and say, hey, you're, you're going to get a lot attack. of hate for this and you are going to be attacked. And it's wild that studios have to do that now. Yeah. With and that's people, not Disney's with, fault. No, no, no. This isn't uh, Disney's fault. I'm, I didn't say that. It's no, not no, Disney's I'm, fault. No, I'm not saying but you said that. But. but it's one of those things where it's wild that these studios have to sit down people of color and say, hey, you're going to get a lot of hate for this. There's really not much that can be done. It's just going to happen. But just be prepared for what you're the blowback you're going to receive on this. And they're right. It happens every single time. I mean, that's all we heard about through... It was a shame that Obi-Wan was overshadowed by that. The entire run, it was overshadowed by this hateful fan base going after a black woman in the in the show. And it's like, why? Why does that matter yeah. to anybody? Why does it matter who is cast as in this role? Why does that matter that the it's a person that of color? Why does it McGregor matter that it's a black and woman? say, you know, don't, don't attack this person. Yeah, the fact I mean? that like, Ewan McGregor has to make a video and say, hey, stop attacking this actress because she's really talented and she's really good in this role and I think you just need to get over it is wild to me. But here's the but thing. But, like, that's the point of all this. They're trying to create more inclusion in yeah. these big franchises and it's like you have a lot of straight-up white people Yeah blocking the gate and saying no 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 you can't come in here but here's the thing with that too is just because you know it's wrong to say those things and do those things that doesn't mean you have to and nobody's saying that you have to like this movie because people are like oh i get hated on for hate for hating the ghostbusters movie no you don't if if you, you we we literally have sat here and said i hate pitch perfect 2 i hate pitch perfect 3 i hate i literally said i hate the fantastic beast franchise i hate Secrets of Dumbledore. Yes. And I literally said that. I yes. hate that movie. I hate those movies, all three of them. And uh, I hate that whole franchise. That's okay. You can dislike something. You can hate something. But, but don't attack somebody. Don't. Right. You know, don't. You don't like the movie. You don't like the movie. That's well, a fine. Lot of, it's a completely lot of our complaints, fair. A lot of our complaints during that, it's not the cast that we attack. We don't attack these no, movies. No, no, no. But like with Pitch Perfect, it's not because it's an all female cast. Yeah. We attack those movies because Pitch Perfect 3 is a crazy movie have you watched that movie it's insane there's a genre there's like a genre twist it's an action point. movie I, I i like you're 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 so blown away by what you're watching that you walk away going i don't know what just happened poor john lithgow but like, oh my god poor john lithgow but like that's the problem with that movie is that it's a lot of our complaints are always story-based are always lore-based are always how faithful is this to the other movies before like the the great thing we always say, like with Justin Lin, does this honor what came before? Yeah. And 
a lot of and, and that's a, lo a lot of where our complaints come from i mean that's why we have problems with secrets of dumbledore that's why we have problems with pitch perfect that's why we had a problem with dead men tell no tales yeah we have these problems because of that yeah but as, as i'm saying is if you go to see ghostbusters 2016 answer the call if, if you if you watch this movie and you don't like this movie that's fine that's fine. If you think that Leslie Jones genuinely is bad in the role, or you think that Melissa McCarthy is bad in the role, sure. or Chris Hemsworth is bad in the role, great. That's fine. Yeah. You don't like the movie. If you give you me straight like up it, reasons that you just didn't like the story, fine. And you can tell people you don't like it, but don't but don't get on Twitter. Don't attack Leslie Jones because of it. Don't say I didn't like it because they cast a black woman. I don't like it because it was women. You know what I mean? Like if you genuinely, if you genuinely don't have an interest in this movie, if you genuinely don't, nobody's right. saying that you have to like the movie. Because I think I think critics also played off this as a, when they when they were disliking the movie or if they were reviewing right. the movie there was a certain sect of critics I feel like that were like you know I might be hated on for hating on this movie but it's not a good movie or whatever. yeah they it's were like, acting like it was like this like crazy take like, yeah they're like they're like I might get hate for this and you're like stop making it about yourself that's yeah. not what crit that's not what critiquing a movie is about but. Some like to make it about themselves, yeah. but that's not what but it's that, about. That's, and that's that's the thing I want to get back to is is that that there are people who there are there there are unfortunately people who hated this movie and and attacked this movie because they're because of race issues because of gender yeah. issues. But there are people who reboot culture in general. You know what I mean? Just and, don't like it. And, yeah. and one of the one of the cases I wanted to mention because it's actually it, it's and I had saw this video when it came out and I watched it again recently. It's actually I was surprised it's listed in the. In the Wiki, on the Wikipedia for this for this movie, mm -hmm. just because it was such a notable thing around this movie. But a uh, YouTuber, uh, James Rolfe, who is the uh, angry video game nerd okay. on YouTube, um, uh, and I, I'm a fan of, of, of a lot of his stuff. He made a video because he also talks about a lot of movies, especially at the time, and did movie reviews and stuff. Mm -hmm. And he came out ahead of the release of this movie and straight up said. I will not be reviewing this movie. I will not be seeing this movie. I have no interest. I'm a diehard fan of this of the original Ghostbusters movie, and therefore I will, out of protest, not see this movie. Sure. And that got a lot of attention because he got a lot, he got a personally got a lot of hate of like, well, you're judging this movie that you haven't even seen yet. Right. You know, you're you know, and, and, and quote unquote protesting. Yeah, and, and, movie and, and, and it does co it yet. does come off of and he he I've watched a video. He does not say anything about the gender, he doesn't say right. anything about anything like that, but but it does come off as like well, it because, feels because that it's now. a gender thing, because it's a women right. thing, you know, it does kind of feel like that. The spirit of that is Yeah, there. he right. got he got attacked, he was called misogynist and stuff like that. And and I think that that's fair, that's his right to not see the movie. You don't have to see the movie. Maybe not make a video announcing it. You know what I mean? If if somebody right. says to you, "Where's where's your Ghostbusters review?" You know, you can just make a comment and say, oh, "I'm just not gonna do it. I'm just not. I'm not doing one." You know what I mean? Like, right. like I've seen people that you know, I, I've seen diehard Star Wars fans after like the Rise of Skywalker came out. They're like, "Where's your spoiler review? Review first got Rise of Skywalker." I'm, just like, I'm not doing one. I don't feel like being negative. <laughs> right, I'm not, right, I'm not right. doing one. You no. Know? And, and and I've seen that, and I think that's fair. You know right. what I mean? Like, don't, don't talk about it. But I think it's it's attention-seeking behavior to just make a video announcing that you're not going to do it. You know what I mean? And, yeah. I, and I think that it's it's a fine line of like, you don't have to see the movie, even if you're a critic, even if you're whatever. You don't have to see the movie. Yeah. But don't bring attention to it. You know what I mean? don't. This also opens up the door. Do you think there are wrong reasons to dislike a movie? Like we're saying, like if it's an all women cast or if it's a race thing, one hundred percent, yeah, people yeah, I people agree. get the wrong idea. I think I think there yeah. I think that that was the case with this movie. I think there's a lot of people who like who dislike this movie for the wrong reasons. If somebody if 
came up to me and just told me they didn't like it because they thought, like you were saying, like there was just too many callbacks and it just wasn't working for them. I take that and I go, yeah, okay, I get that. Like, you know, there are a lot, there are a lot of callbacks. I completely agree with that. Or they just don't like reboot culture and they're like, yeah, where are all the original ideas? Like, of yeah, course, I can agree with that. Which is completely fair. Yeah, yeah, which is a completely fair critique and I get that and I can accept that. But if you're coming up to me and telling me, like, I just don't get why it's all women or I don't I, – I just didn't like Leslie Jones in particular <laughs> because she, because she's black. Yeah. Well, that's a different story. Look, and, that, to and, me, is a wrong reason to well, dislike and, a look, movie. And, 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 I, and like you said, though, like, like we are not the people to judge on and say is, is this a stereotypical role or not. That's not us for – that's not for us to Again, decide. Yeah, we're not going I mean? to dissect but that. But if, if you did feel that way – I'd understand that too. You know what I mean? Don't don't attack her on Facebook. Don't blame her yeah. for that. But like, if you did feel, hey, hey I didn't like the this portrayal. You know what I mean? Like, I I am an African American woman. I didn't like this portrayal. Sure. Like, if that's how you feel. That's how you feel. You know what I mean? Sure. That's, yeah. You you people have the right to like or dislike any movie they want in the world, and I think that people use any excuse sometimes to to not like a movie, to to mm. deny a movie. You know what I mean? Right. Star Wars is a great example of that. This movie is a great example of that. Like, it, it really is, you know, uh, this idea of like, oh, well, they're rebooting my favorites and now there's a woman in charge or right. whatever. Like, it is, you know, people do have problems with that. So, And the big thing we can wrap up this uh, this whole conversation sure. about this backlash is uh, most recently, and we've referenced this before, yes. in December 2021, a Ghostbusters Ultimate Collection mm-hmm. was announced by Sony and did not include this movie they hmm, did not include this movie it was just ghostbusters one and it was, it was like a five disc movie it was a five, five disc, disc box set. set yeah and did not include this movie yeah did not include this movie they just kept it out of the box set. yeah one two and afterlife yep and, and, and they it, pretended as if this movie didn't which exist. look if you're if you wanted to package something like that up together that's fine don't call it the ultimate ultimate Ghostbusters collection. Sure. Because it's not the ultimate Ghostbusters collection. It's not, collection. yeah. Because you're missing, you're missing a, movie. a movie. You're missing a movie. And to me, ultimate means you got all the cartoons in there. You got all that. Like, that's, to me, the ultimate movie. You know, the ultimate Ghostbusters collection. Oh, for sure. Like, um, if you're going to do this as a Ghostbusters... Maybe this should have just been called Ghostbusters 3 Movie Collection. Yeah. Not ultimate. 3 Movie Collection. Yeah. That's what you could have said. And you just could have put those three movies in there and left it as that. Yeah. But you're right. If you call it the Ultimate Collection, I expect the cartoon in there. I expect this movie in there. I expect any other type of media that came out in there. Yeah. Not just these three movies. Yeah. Uh, Paul Feig publicly called out the uh, the omission on Twitter with a Sony quickly following up the omission by, uh, by including the film digitally in the collection. So they, there's not an actually a disc. Bullshit. <laughs> They only included it. Now, I think that was because I think... They, I want that disc! I think they were actually produced at the time, and uh-huh. I think they just... Mm-hmm. What do we do? We don't want to... We have to, to scrap all this, so they're just, let's stick a little code in there. Unbelievable. There you go. Unbelievable. It, it's crazy to me. I mean, that's... Sony is another one of those... <laughs> this is a whole other thing, but like Sony... <laughs> you, so, and I, you and Sony, I have feelings about Sony as well. Like yeah, the, the, way we've been, the way we've been talking about Warner Brothers, Sony is also one of those movie studios to you and I, I know at least, that we just don't like. We just really dislike yeah. this movie studio because they are... Con- they released Morbius twice in theaters! But like... <laughs> I'm never... I they got believe. tricked by the internet. They got really, tricked by the internet to do it Morbius twice. twice. But like... This is, like, I don't know who in marketing, whatever, whoever was in charge of putting this collection together, did they really think they were going to, like, put this out and not 
get any backlash about not including this movie? I know. Like, did they really think they were just going to call this the ultimate collection? Leave a movie out and people weren't going to come out and say, hey, you called this the ultimate collection, but you omitted uh, a movie that came out really just like five years ago, five, six years ago. Like we, we remember, we remember that came out and it's almost a case of them almost trying to sweep that movie under the rug and pretend it didn't exist. Well, it is. Um, And, 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 and I, and it does exist and it needs, it needs to be included. It exists. It is a movie that is out there that was made and it is not that bad of a movie. It is a, it is an enjoyable movie. That's the thing. It's like, this is not a bad movie. That's that's my, that's my biggest complaint. It's almost like this movie is like, people look at it like it's a bad movie and I'm like, this isn't a bad movie. That's my biggest, this is better than Ghostbusters 2. That's my biggest complaint of this whole thing. You're going to burn down the world over this f***ing movie? It's not even that bad of a movie. It's not that bad. We have covered worse movies. Mission Impossible 2 is out there. Oh, my God. Mission Impossible 2 exists. That movie got five sequels oh, or whatever it was. God. Mission Impossible is going to be... When we hit Mission Impossible 2, that is going to be us trashing that. I think I just that, blew the mic. Yeah, I think you might have. I think you might have. That's okay, though. It's fine. Um, yeah, But, like, the, we, like, this is not a bad movie. No. So the fact that it's... Mission omitted, Impossible 2 is a Mission bad movie. Mission Impossible 2 is a terrible movie. And we're going to tear that apart when we get to it. But, like... This is not a bad movie. This is better than Ghostbusters 2 by a freaking long shot. It's better than Mission Impossible 2. It's better than Mission Impossible 2. <laughs> but it, it it like it just it blows my mind that Sony thought they could put this collection this ulti- quote unquote ultimate collection out and not get blowback for this. Yeah. It's like you're omitting an entire movie yeah. that just came out 6 years ago. Like what are you talking about? And it's just I don't know. It it, it bothers me a lot that they act like this doesn't exist and it's like it does exist yeah. and it should be put out into the light for everybody stop like keeping it in the dark and acting like it's not a real movie like this movie was made it was out there it was released theatrically we've seen it just acknowledge it just acknowledge yeah. that this movie exists it's not everybody's favorite so what put it on the ultimate collection and put it out there yeah. don't do this whole like hiding it in the closet and pretending oh here's the ultimate collection and this movie just never existed well, it does exist here's the thing with this too is that like i just like revisionist history man ghost like ghostbusters isn't even that big of a Franchise. No, it's not. It's really not. There hasn't been a Ghostbusters movie that grossed more than two hundred million dollars. I know. It's not that big of a but franchise. But it keeps getting more and more. Si- I, as we'll talk about in the retrospective, now, this well, whole thing that now, was just granted, greenlit. But in nineteen eighty four, the the amount that the first movie made is like equivalent to like I think it's like six hundred, seven hundred million dollars sure. today, which is which is good. Sure. But but yeah. I I just I don't know, man. Like it just. It's nuts to me. Yeah. It's, it's nuts to me that, like, people want to burn the world down and, and kill each other over freaking over Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. But it, it, it keeps opening up that door of, did this, you know, as we've talked about kind of the top, did this need to be a well, franchise? That, well, 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 that's true. But like, that's the thing, too, is that, is, and that's my point, is I want to say, is that, like, I would be willing to bet the 50, at least 50% of the people who complained about this movie, right. who targeted this movie, either had never watched the original Ghostbusters or just did not care about the original Ghostbusters. Right. And we're just using this as an excuse to promote hate, to promote whatever. Agreed. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I said, if you're, if you're doing this out of, out of, I don't like reboot culture, I agree. 
I, I wouldn't be happy if yeah. they, if like I, I said before, if they announced tomorrow that there's a Back to the Future movie <laughs> happening, I wouldn't be happy. You know yeah. what I mean? An all female Back to the Future movie? No, I'm kidding. Uh, oh Jesus! Uh, no, uh, no, I wouldn't be happy if they announced yeah. you know a, a Back to the Future reboot. But, right. but I would be willing to give it a chance. You know, exactly. I, I'd be willing to, to to try something. And mm-hmm. if it wasn't good. I'd say it wasn't good, but I'm not going to attack the people that are in it. You know what I mean? Right. So, uh, but yeah, you know that that is the the backlash. That's the backlash. Yeah. So, it's, <laughs> uh, so many productive conversations this episode. <laughs> it's a good one. Yeah. Future of the franchise. Should there have been a sequel to this? Yeah, I would have wanted to see a sequel. I said that before. I would have loved to see a sequel. To I this. think this would have benefited from a sequel. I, I think a sequel would have been better than this. Yes, you know, I really do. Because, and that's the thing I wanted to say too is is, is that. Uh, <laughs> A lot of the criticisms that this movie did get, I I did understand that. You know what I mean? Like right. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good time. But like, if you don't like this movie, I'm not surprised that people didn't necessarily like this movie. Sure. I think a lot of this like 2010s ish humor doesn't work for a lot of people. Like there right. there are people who didn't love Bi- Bridesmaids. You know, especially like especially some of the later Paul Feig movies like The Heat or Spy. Sure. I think people really you know I think Paul Feig. Isn't everybody's cup of tea? So I understand that. Right. But, uh, right. Yeah, I think I think this movie would have benefited from from a sequel. Uh, what would you want to see in the future? Yeah, I'd want to see this team come back, and I'd want to see a completely different story where you're just like not doing a retread of specifically Ghostbusters two. Yeah. But it's just its own world, and they yeah. actually explore the world more. They explore the relationships more. And I know they do the the thing at the end with Zool. I would be okay with Zool coming back, I guess. Like I would be fine with it. But Good. especially if it was that Good multi- for next week. Good. Dude, <laughs> if it was that multiverse story where they like meet the original Ghostbusters and I'd be on board for that. Like yeah. I think that would be a really, really cool the idea. The problem with that is they kinda killed that because they they had the actors in the movie. That's the problem. No. Because don't we all exist in another multiverse? No, that's true. But you know they're not going to act like the 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 scientist that they killed or whatever. The the, the you know the ghost of bunker bro, bro. doesn't look like Peter Venkman. Bro, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Like just give it to me. You know I don't care. Uh, yeah, I mean I I uh, I would like to see a more original story where the characters are able to build their own legacy in the Ghostbusters uh-huh. franchise. Uh, what franchise star would you add to this? To this uh, <sighs> film or this franchise? This is such a fascinating question because you this this really opens up a lot of doors. So I'm looking. Yeah, I'm looking at like if we were doing a a continuation, a sequel to this yes. movie. Yes, I think you have to get like so you get some real like female power in there beyond that, and not a comedic actor. I think you have to go in the direction of getting like a dramatic actress. Right here's where I'm leaning. I think you get Kate Blanchett. I think she would be so good in this world and you bring her in and I think she would just burn the the second movie to the ground with how good she is. Like, I think that's the direction you go. You get like a really prestigious actress to come in and be the villain. Here's my pitch. Okay, go for it. Carrie Ann Moss. Woo! <laughs> Ooh! We love us some Carrie Ann Moss on the show, man. The standout performer of the Matrix franchise. Yeah. Carrie Ann Moss. Carrie Ann what Moss. a great choice. Yeah, you're absolutely right. She would fit in this world too. Yeah. Yeah, she would really fit in this world. Like, just kind of as, like, that, uh... I love if they would introduce her as, like, maybe she's good, but then she turns out to be yeah. evil. That would yeah, be yeah. really, really yeah. good. Great. Yeah, great. I think those are great choices. Yeah. Yeah, excellent. Uh, all right, so we have to, um... We have to rank these films. This is easy for me. We have three films. They're yeah. very easy. So, uh, number three. Ghostbusters 2. Uh, number two. Ghostbusters, answer the call. And, uh, number one. Ghostbusters 1. <laughs> 
<laughs> was that what you were uh, waiting for? I, I think it's uh, I think it's actually uh, number five is Ghostbusters answer the call because it's women. <laughs> Those women down here, and then and, and then, then the rest of the movies are up, up here. here. Right over here, I have my ultimate collection of Ghostbusters, and it includes the three movies, and they're really really good movies. But that women one, you get a digital code. I I threw that. Yeah, I mean, you know, that, it's no, it's no, you know, it's, it's a no, no da to me, you know what I mean? Like, like, yeah, it is, it is better than Ghostbusters 2. Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, I finished this movie and I was like, this was way more entertaining than Ghostbusters 2. Yeah. Like, we had a lot. I mean, you, didn't you tell me, you lowered my score for Ghostbusters 2. I might as well say that here too. Yeah, I lowered my, I know on that episode, I gave it uh, three stars last week. After watching this movie, I lowered it to two and a half, which is, I believe what you had it at as well. And I, I, I was like, oh, this is what a good go. This is what like a fun Ghostbusters movie looks like. And I was like, uh, two doesn't even compare to this. So I was like, it's two and a half. Um, yeah. yeah, this movie's so much more entertaining than that one, and that's why that's why I lowered it. But yeah, this is better than Ghostbusters too. Yeah. There's no doubt in my mind. Yeah. Well, before we wrap this up, do you have any other comments you want to say about this movie, or anything else you want to talk about? Go wanna, watch. Uh, do you want to argue some more? I don't want to argue anymore, but I think that was really productive and I enjoyed yeah, it. Because yeah. people don't really, because you actually have said recently that we usually agree a lot. Yeah. So it's actually really nice to have a disagreement and really hash it out on here uh, for the fans. <sighs> you can hear them. That's the audience. Um, I think I just hear Tony. <laughs> Tony's like, yeah. Um, yeah. He's more like, eh, whatever. Yeah, he doesn't care. Yeah, producer Tony doesn't care. Uh, no, uh, I would say, honestly, go watch this movie. You know, I haven't really promoted that in a while, but this feels like one that people either don't watch or overlook all the time. And I would say, please go watch this movie and just give it a chance and reappraise it because this movie is really fun. It's a really fun entry in the Ghostbusters franchise. And yes, on this podcast, it is a part of the franchise. And if we, if you and I release an ultimate collection of Ghostbusters tomorrow, this movie is in there. No, and that's the thing is that we like, we, we did Terminator, uh, uh, Dark Fate. You know what I mean? Like, we did all six yeah. Terminator movies. When, when we do Halloween, we're doing we'll do all of the Halloween movies, including the Rob Zombie Halloween movies. Yeah, including the Rob um, Zombie Halloween movies, including uh, Halloween H two O. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the famed H2O. I, I know it's 10. I'm pretty sure it's I know, H20, I know. But, but H2O is much... Uh, yeah. They knew what they were doing. I've always heard H uh, as H2O. But yeah, all those... Like, we, we do... Like, when we do Nightmare on Elm Street, the reboot... Like, we, we're we, do, all we do reboots. We do reboots. I mean? yeah. And this is... I think this is a case where the reboot actually works pretty well. And really overshadows the original sequel to this franchise yeah. i mean to the to the first movie i mean i think it's a really really fun watch and i think people should go back and rewatch this and just you know just form your own opinion and watch it don't yeah. don't be deterred by critics or uh people who say because it's all women it's bad no this is a good movie and i think people should watch it i think the first 15 minutes of the movie uh, is probably the weakest part of the whole movie. agreed I think it stumbles a little bit. They find its footing. Yes. But I think once it finds its footing, it really works. It really does work. Um, I think that uh, the four actresses all have pretty good chemistry with each mm-hmm. other. I think Leslie Jones in particular is a standout. Yeah, I think that um, yeah, Melissa McCarthy, you know, is probably the weakest of the four. Sure. But I, I, you know, I, I, I do. Too. You keep overlooking Hemsworth, man. Well, I'm talking, about, I'm talking about just the Ghostbusters right now. That's, that's he is a Ghostbuster. He mm-hmm. shows up in his outfit at the end. He's he, like, I'm a Ghostbuster. Give he's eating a sandwich. I know. I'm kidding. No, uh, but no, but yeah, he pressed it, the buttons. It he's has a, a it has a great 
cast of side characters. Yes. It's going to skip over Hemsworth. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Hemsworth, especially. Uh, Hemsworth, uh, especially. Um, and no, I, I think that, you know, it, it is, it's a fun movie. It's got problems, man. It's got yeah, problems. It does. There's no doubt. It pause. It, it freezes itself to do references, to look, look at this, look at that. Right. Uh, but like I said, I think, unfortunately, the, the culture uh, really kind of forced its hand to do stuff like that. Right. And uh, I think, you know, I would have I would have liked this to, to see the stand on its own, but I think a sequel could have helped to do that. Right. And overall, no, it's just, it, it, it is enjoyable. It's forgettable. It's forgettable, but it's enjoyable, you know? For it, sure. Um, uh, you know, am I going? Are we going to forget? You know, in, in in a month, you know that we that we watched this movie, probably, probably. You know, yeah. but but I, I I do think it's good, and uh, you know I you know I'm I I love you know uh, ensemble movies. I love I love like a good team movie, and and I love when you get actors who actors and actresses who really gel with each other, and I, and I think I will say you're right. Hemsworth's chemistry with those four actresses as well all work too, mm-hmm. and overall it's just. It's a fun movie. It's 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 an enjoyable movie. It's not perfect. It's not for everybody. You don't have to love Ghostbusters twenty sixteen. If you never want to watch it, you never want to watch it again. Don't go for it. You don't have to. But if you're only if you're you know, I think everybody should at least try it. You know what I mean? Try it. I think we've made a case for that here. Yeah, <laughs> I think we have. I really think we've made a case for and, people to try. And and it. it it just sucks to see like on because I'm you know I, I always kind of dip my toe in the fandom. Um, when we're do, you know when I'm doing like the retrospective and stuff right. like that, just to see ever everybody is and 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 uh, very clearly this is not a beloved no uh, film no and, and, not at all and I do I like I said I do think that there are people who genuinely don't like the movie for for noble reasons not noble reasons but for real reasons you know right. what I mean and and that's fine that really is fine. But don't you know don't don't target the movie over nothing you know right all right well my friend I mean you know with that I mean I guess that's gonna you ready to close shop here? Or? <laughs> I am. I'm ready to bring down the garage door on this one. <laughs> I think we're. Uh, I think we've done. We've done our duty. Here we're moving today. into the firehouse. We're moving we... into the firehouse. I think we're all done. And uh, yeah, let's close this up. That brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you to Tony, and we appreciate everybody for their support. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcast, and more. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at FranchiseMePod. You can see all of our rankings on Letterboxd. Just search Franchise Me one word, and you can send us an email, FranchiseMePod at gmail.com. Give us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. Give us your feedback so we can get better each week. Also, check out our bonus series, A Year in Franchises, where each episode we break down all the franchise movies in a year. Those are a lot of fun to do. Don't forget to check out our website, FranchiseMePodcast.com, where you can see all of our episodes and, uh, you know, let us know how we're doing and all that. Leave us some comments. We got some good stuff. Check back next week as we discuss the newest and currently last entry, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Woo!